Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 308, recorded on December 17th, 2020. On tonight's episode, we discuss the Indie World Showcase. You get a cat, you get a cat, and you get a cat. Sephiroth slices into Smash, and some awesome, thought-provoking questions from our community, plus Patreon executive producer David Greenberg. Jesse, you know what to do. everyone welcome it is indeed december 17th i'm your host with the moses of this trash fire of a podcast justin masson joining me today are three of the coolest folks from around the internet uh starting off with our introduction uh our man in uh i have i don't know where i was going with that i spun out you see the train just went off the tracks timothy off tim how are you Speaking of dumpster fires, what do you think of that commercial where they it's a dating thing where it's showing Satan and 2020 as a girl? Oh, yeah. With, Have yep. you seen that? They and did. They, I thought they that was taking brilliant. pictures by the dumpster fire. Yeah, that was absolutely, <laughs> that absolutely brilliant. Yes, but I'm doing good. How about you, Justin? Hey, you know what? I'm doing all right. I'm happy it's Thursday. It's always, my, always a good day to connect with people. I always get energy off of this, get enthusiasm, a little, little tired by the end of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm hyped to be here, and we've got so much to talk about, too. Uh, joining me in that conversation, of course, the man at the soundboard making all this sound sexy and good, Mr. Jesse Waldack. Jesse, how are you today, buddy? Pretty good. I, I thought you were, you looked confused about which corner you wanted to start at. I never know. It's a little bit of a wild card at the very end. The very end, right? Of course, I leave the best for the last at 4 a.m. local time across the pond. He and I suffer on this idea of early mornings. We understand the pain. Executive producer, Dave Ernsberg. Dave, how are you again, sir? I'm doing well. I want to be the guy who makes it sound sexy and good. I want that title next time I come on. I know, I'm right? We should, okay, you know what? Here's what we do. Tim, can we make can we change Dave's official title in Patreon Patreon to be the guy who makes this sound sexy and good? Hey, I'll take it. All right. I'm yeah. up for my pleasure buck. There we go. There you go, right? Let's remove that executive producer. Let's just put that tier on there. It's a go time. Oh, guys, man, tons and tons of news coming out of Nintendo this week. It was like I think most companies kind of like roll down, get ready for winter, kind of hibernate for two weeks. Nintendo this week is like coming hard. And as a matter of fact, literally an hour and 20 minutes ago. Dave, this may even be too early for you to know. They they sent out a tweet. They're having a Nintendo Direct tomorrow in regards to Super Mario World, the amusement park. So oh, they are hitting us with the one, two, three punch uh, this week. But we're going to dive into all of that. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. And of course, Tim, who's the news brought to us by? Patreons, of course. Good. Excellent. Thanks, Tim. All of them. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more? There's there, more? There's more? How yes. would one do that if they chose to be a patron subscriber like Dave? Yes. So there's we have, obviously, our different levels that our Patreon supporters support us with. And with a dollar, five dollars, you know, all the way up to Dave's level. And which is now the, you know, the super sexy level. So. Sexy and good. There sexy we go. and good. good sexy sounding. and good. Yes. So we've got that level coming. So, but anyways, yes, we, our Patreon supporters support our news. They sponsor our news by supporting us and, uh, in via Patreon. So. Okay. I'm going to, we're going to have a discussion out of your year end about your, uh, your <laughs> band, your, 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 
Yeah, we're gonna have a conversation. I'm sorry, I, you know, sounds like a Mar story. Marty Martinez. usually does that, and you know, <laughs> Marty's not here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Marty because he didn't properly train me as backup. You know? For sure, for sure. Always so, blame the always gonna, always blame the guy who's not there who trained you, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, uh, yeah, let's jump into the news. Uh, Nintendo early this, wor early this week hit us with, uh, again, an Indie World Showcase uh, dropped on this Tuesday. Dave, did you get an opportunity to watch this thing? I haven't seen this thing actually. I've been I've been in my training regime for getting up early, so I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna absorb this one as we go through. Sure. All right. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. That's that's fair. Uh, Tim, you you saw this, right? Yes. What were what were, what were your thoughts on this thing? I, guess, I thought this was a pretty fantastic indie, like a good closer to the year. How'd you feel about this coming off it? Uh, well, and this has been discussed through in our Discord and through Twitter. It's basically you know. And even you, when you posted for the Nintendo dads, hey, what are you expecting out of this? It's like, I don't expect anything because I don't really follow too much of what's left in the indie world to, that people want to come to the Switch. And I know we have a question about that later, but still, it's like, I, I'm not expecting anything other than Splunk, Splunky was one. So, because yeah. we talked about the last time and, and it didn't happen. So it was like, that was the only one that I knew of that I remember having on the Vita that I was like, I hope it eventually comes to the Switch. But, um, and we talked about this briefly before, but it was like, you felt like, yeah, you'll throw it out there, but you were like, uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'll throw it out there. <laughs> so, yeah. but it was like my, my guess to that, I figured that, or I'll say I was hoping that eventually it would come to the Switch because since it was on the Vita, but was kind of worried that it wasn't, you know, since, yeah, but it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought Nintendo did a great job sequencing this again. They do have, they usually do a like lead really well with it with a good hitter, right? They start the pace well, and of course, in this case, as you mentioned there, Tim Spelunky one and two are coming to the Nintendo Switch with local uh, multiplayer, and this is going to be the summer of 2021. That feels a little bit late to have made that announcement. Like, I, like I was kind of expecting they're like you know next month or maybe you know March. Uh, summer is such a I hate it when they they aim for a season. Right, I'd prefer them to yeah. say a specific month. That feels. I know very why they lofty. did that, though. Sorry, I know why they did that, though. What, why is that, Tim? Because we asked them to. We asked them to bring out Splunky the last time, and right. because they wanted to make us happy. Yes, you know the Nintendo yeah. dads. They were like, "Okay, yeah, we're, we're not announce as it. We're the not public. Ready. We as in the Nintendo dads. Yeah, the yeah. Nintendo dads. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, way more. They were listening and they were like, okay, you know, we're not ready yet, but we'll say it's coming that yeah. way, you know, that way the Nintendo dads can get off our back. Yeah. That's and that's, and that's, that's true, right? Like I've been, I've been, <laughs> that's really, we just barrage companies with insults until they decide to actually give us what we want. Right. Oh, we barrage them with kindness. That's what we were doing. That's a good point. I like it. I like it. Ah, uh, yeah. So Splunky one and two, Jesse, did you ever play Splunky or mm. Dave, Dave, did you ever play Splunky on uh, any other device? No. It's it's the kind of game that sends me uh, into spirals of frustration and despair. So I, I've, I've toyed with it, but I haven't and, gotten really very far. And that's okay. why I haven't played it. <laughs> okay. All right. And for me, as I watched it, I was like, this is definitely a Justin game for sure. So I, I was very excited. I think, especially so that, the multiplayer part I think Marty, it. too. Marty, I think he's the one who he likes the, the no, roguelikes, right? Roguelikes, yep. For sure. Uh, the next game, <laughs> next game that was oh there you go. Tim's got it right there. Next game that was listed was Fisty Fluffs. Fisty Fluffs. Uh, Fisty Fluffs. This was the cat game, right, Jesse? Yes, it's like a 
It kind of looked like Untitled Goose Game in terms of how the art style is. It did very but, much so, yep. But with like fighting cats, and the cats didn't move very gracefully. It's like you yep. you could only control their front paws, and the their back halves just kind of got dragged along. That's like uh, uh, like surgeon uh, simulator or something. Yeah, o- Octodad. Right, where it's just you're kind of flailing along. There's another game too that my son likes to play. And the name of the game is escaping me. But yeah, it's like where you just basically you're flapping around just to grab things, and it's very yeah. funny looking. And I'm sure my kid's gonna want to play it. <laughs> yeah, it, de- it definitely had that kind of like cartoon zaniness. Uh, this is a time switch exclusive, early 2021. Uh, then it moved on to Valley. Sorry, apologize. Very, very Valet. Timed exclusive for the Switch early 2021 as well. This kind of looked like a card, or sorry, a car-based physics kind of chaos game. I'm excited for this one. This kind of has that same loose mechanics, yeah, kind of like the Fist of Fluss, but with it's cars. Like, <laughs> it's like good job, but with outside of the buildings instead of the inside of the buildings. Yeah. yeah. This one looked yeah. interesting, though. It's on my list of ones that I'm interested in. Okay. All right. Uh, the next one is really quite funny. Uh, Tunche? Is that how we say that? Tunche? Uh, Tunche. Tunche, I think. It, it was so funny because they were they said uh you know we're gonna talk about tuncha and i was like huh that game sounds really familiar and then as i'm watching the screen i was like oh yeah i backed that on kickstarter like two years ago <laughs> uh so i'm excited to find out that that's coming out on march 21st or there sorry march of 2021 uh again timed exclusive i thought the art style looked really good on that one as well i'm excited about that one yeah that looks really that's looks, on my looks list good it was why it was why apparently I backed it two years ago. So <laughs> right. who knows? Uh, the next one really piqued my interest, uh, and I was super excited for this Cyber Shadow. Now this is from I, I don't know the developer, but the publisher is Yacht Club Games. Um, and of course, if you don't know who Yacht Club is, Shovel Knight, right? And so it definitely feels it feels or definitely I should say it feels it looks like Ninja Gaiden, uh, you know, down to some of the some of the moves that move sets. Reminds me, obviously, of the Messenger from a year or two years ago, which was inspired by Ninja Gaiden as well. Has that awesome 8-bit look and kind of also reminds me a bit of Shovel Knight. So this one I'm super excited for. Dave, I'm seeing you nodding your head. Do you remember this one or does this not pique your interest? Uh, well, I loved uh, Shovel Knight, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to try this one out, definitely. And, and it's been a long time since, they, as far as I know anyways, announced a new title going in a new direction. They've been building on, on Shovel Knight forever, so that's exciting yeah. to hear as well. Yeah, now the, other, now the and that's a good point. The part I would say here is I think they're I think they're the publisher, they're not the developer. Ah, right. Yeah, the developer so think, is Mechanical but, Head Studios. Yeah, ah, but, uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but I think there's definitely some collaboration and coordination, and and even actually one of the things we can say here is that there's it, it uh, there is a Shovel Knight amiibo compatible, or it's compatible as well with the game. So there is obviously some some hooks in that they have there. Yeah, and uh, we've seen this game before on the previous direct because I had yep. it in my future game list. It was TBD at the time. Actually, it was 2020. I changed it to TBD and dropped it to the bottom of the list the day before this landed. Oh, really? That's so hilarious. I had to put it back up to the, near the top. Yeah, and, and I, the, it's not just the Shovel Knight, but the all of the other DLC characters. Those yep. amiibos will also, also will give you a fairy companion to, that does nice. things. Yeah. Uh, and, and this has this has a launch of actually January 26, 2021. So that's coming very quickly yeah. as well. This one scares me though because of how fast paced it looked. Like yes, you got to have your Twitch skills on 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 hand there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So ask what platform did you uh, back Tenshi on? Uh, Switch. Ebisol, great question. 
Um, the next game was Calico, and we have down here, it is a cat cafe sim. And it was available game. later that day. Sorry, was that, Tim? Another cat game. Another cat game. <laughs> you get a cat. It was perfect timing. Yes. Right? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> check, check, check. Anyone? No? Check. Okay, cool. Is Moving on. on? Uh, anyone, anyone interested in the cat game? Cat sim game? Uh, after Pokemon Cafe Mix, I'm kind of burnt out on that franchise, on that type of gameplay already. So. Yeah. Burnt out on cafe sims, hey? I hear yep. you. That's such a deep genre. It cafe is. <laughs> It is uh, now, at least. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the next one, how do you say it pronounces? Genosa? Oh, oh you, Alba. You missed one. Yeah, above that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Alba, sorry. Uh, Alba, a wildlife adventure coming out in September 2021. Spring. Uh, spring, thank you. Uh, this game that's currently, currently on Apple Arcade, I believe. I don't know. Anyone? call or interest this in this one game. is actually i'm not this one didn't stick out to me for some reason i don't remember it's like a little kid on. running around an island okay all right see and there's the, there's exactly it. you're like all right moving on okay we're <laughs> okay. cool move on the next one i think uh, is ganosa ganosa uh early 2021 Oh, yeah. Okay. Jesse, yeah, you have one. Among Us like. You have some yeah. notes here. Tell me what's going on. It looks, well, the way they were describing it, it sounds like a game of Among Us where you're trying to find the, impo- the imposter out of everyone else, but it's a single player game and everyone else is NPC. So I'm not sure how that will work. Yeah. Okay. There's different endings because different people could yeah. be it. <laughs> That's what I got out of it, too. Okay. The next one after this scared the living bejeebus out of me. And it was <laughs> oh, called yes. Happy yes. Happy Game. And Happy Game looks like a not a happy game. No. And very, very creepy. That's and, called uh, irony. I was wanting them to move on very quickly. I was like, no, no. hard pass, hard pass. Yeah. I don't uh, need anything to give me nightmares, thank you. No. I was like, this is, this is <laughs> nightmare inducing for sure. Uh, the next one had me had me happy. And it was Super Meat Boy Forever, finally coming out yes. uh, on December 23rd. So this is next week. Uh, interestingly enough, it was announced at the Game Awards last week when we did our live stream that it was coming to Steam also on December 23rd. But there was no other platform announced, obviously, uh, coming to Switch as well. Uh, I, I said this on Twitter a bunch of times. I played this game back in 2017 at EGX in September. So yeah. it has been over three years since I played a first build of it. And I enjoyed it there, had a chance to sit down with Tommy and actually meet with him and interview him and play it together. Um, and, and like, it's just one of those games that just felt like it kind of sat in development limbo forever and was never coming out. Um, I, I, I kind of like these like, you know, Twitch based, you know, one jump quick, quick, uh, quick death, quick back in kind of games. You learn a lot from your path. Uh, I'm very excited to, to give this a shot. Uh, anyone else here played any of the meat? The, or anyone else played Meat Boy before or Super Meat Boy? No, I tried the no. original. I did not last long before I'm. I suspect done. you would not like that game at all. <laughs> Dave, how about you? <laughs> Falls into my spelunky category. Things that get me stressed for a hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. All right. Well, you can watch me on December twenty third be stressed for about an hour as I play. Very good. I'm oh, I enjoy watching other people do it. That sounds oh, alright to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I'll be tuning in too. And, and, and I like how it looks when you. And I like how it looks when you finish the map, when you have 50,000 of yep. characters bouncing around into the depths. Yeah. 
The really interesting part about it, um, for those of you that – now, again, when I played the first build back in 2017, essentially his idea – now, this you have to remember in 2017, the Switch was really quite new, right? So the idea that he had proposed or he had talked about and the build that we got a hands-on, so it could be completely different, right, from three years ago, yeah. was it was it was an endless runner, one-button jumping, so it ran instantly. You hit, you hit when it jumped. You did all those moves. Like there was, the, so it, it it moved you that way as opposed to before, where you kind of had to so pick and Super choose. Mario Run with saw blades. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I don't know if that's what it's like right now, um, but I'm excited for it. Okay. Uh, the next one that I'm very excited for, which was an out today, was Grindstone, uh, and this is one of the ones that I was I was pumped for. Uh, I was saying to the lads here before, um, Grindstone was available in Apple Arcade. I got Apple Arcade for like a month to give it a shot. Uh, I played about four levels of it. And I thought, oh, this is cool. I like it. My wife likes these kind of games. I handed it over to her, and she proceeded to take the game for the next 30 days on that file and ran through the entire game and finished it. And it was like the game that like it consumed her life. Um, I highly recommend it. Grindstone is absolutely fantastic. And the port over to the Switch is absolutely brilliant. There are some little spots where um, when you're trying to get your angles, of course, because touchscreen is a little bit easier to do these things. If you're going to go left or right or up and down, it's an easy connection, obviously. But you're trying to get those, those angles. That's kind of where it can be a little bit finicky. But they have a really great quick access to pull it back on the B button. I am absolutely loving Grindstone. It's currently out on the Switch. Uh on sale as well for like 20% off. So it's like in Canada, it's less than $20 Canadian. So yep. uh, I'd, I'd recommend it. And if you still need more convincing, go watch Justin's video on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, does this, does it, do these kind of games, uh, interest yeah, pu- you? Pu- puzzling sounds like fun. Yeah. I could definitely give that a go. I'll yes. Yeah. Okay. This will be less stressful than, than yeah. saw blades. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're working back into my comfort zone. Here. Yeah. Good, Slowly. Good. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. All right. <laughs> Uh, they then finished off with a montage of When the Past Was Around Us, which was available out that day. And Tim, you've got a review copy of that, do you not? Yes, I do. Okay, so we'll expect some coverage from from Tim on that one if you're interested in When the Past Was Around Us. Yes. Uh, Cosmo, Cosmo Rats? Cosmo Rats? Cosmo Kratz. Cosmo Kratz. Okay. All right. That one's that one's a timed exclusive in March. Hoya, April 2021. Hazel Sky, March 2021. Trash Sailors, which is actually my nickname for Jesse. Uh, is on spring of 2021. <laughs> Finding Paradise, my nickname for uh, for Tim, is uh, spring of 2021. What a trade! Uh, so, so some quick sure. little uh, quick little montages there, <laughs> and uh, and then the final one that they ended off with, ladies and gentlemen, was kind of I think the the one that no one really saw coming, but was everyone was kind of hoping for, which was Among Us, uh, and it was out today. Dave, have you played Among Us? I haven't played it, but it's very popular in my household. I uh, my my kids go on about it endlessly. It sounds like it's a great game. Yes, yeah. Uh, my whole family plays it together. We we have a blast with it whenever we get to play together, or even if it's just me and my kids. Yeah. So, but my wife will participate every once in a while. Yeah, and, and you know, and that, and that was that was exactly it. Um, I. I it was quite popular. I know my kids had talked about it before, but I hadn't, I hadn't really played it. And I was like, well, for five bucks, I'll give it a shot. Right. Yeah. We yeah. picked it up. And that night, I'm going to tell you, like everyone was on a device. We're all in the living room playing together, having laughs, you know, really kind of just like what family game night kind of is. And then the really great part was we said, well, there's four of us. Why don't we see if we get some more friends in? So some quick text calls and messages later. And then all of a sudden we had a room of nine people online 
uh, and we were playing the game, and it was a lot of a lot of fun. Um, and then we were obviously, for those of you who are unaware, we were playing a, a stream of it just uh, just before this uh, the podcast kicked off for about forty five minutes, and it's just an absolute absolute blast. Um, yeah, I think it's outstanding that it's coming to the Switch. I mean, what a what a machine uh, Nintendo have given us. Because to your point, it's such a massive game. It, it's big in society. It's come. It, we found a whole new audience on Switch. I'm sure I'll play it there. Yeah. But it's uh, it's you know it's, it's it, the Switch has become such a great machine for bringing all these experiences into one place. So I'm really thrilled to see it show up. Yeah. The, the thing that kind of, you know, I think the, the game in general doesn't have voice chat. And so people even want, even or would like to see that on PC kind of, uh, and that would make more, that would make more sense. It's going to fit right in then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So which, if you're playing online against with, with random people or even, you know, people, in private rooms with without people in the same room or, you know, without using a discord or a, a different type of voice chat and you're stuck using the typing, you're going to want to put a, a keyboard in connect to keyboard to the switch. If uh-huh. you can type faster that way, because yeah. otherwise you'll, because oh. that on-screen keyboard will hide the entire conversation. Oh, no. If you're, a, if you're a slow typer, you're going to miss everything. <laughs> and then you, yeah. you're voted out for, not participating. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, definitely feels like something that you have to have some kind of group call accessibility. Uh, with our call earlier today, we used Discord. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when it kind of went to the voting, everyone just muted themselves if they were dead. But uh, but I would I would highly recommend it. It's been a ton of fun. But I love that, conference, that, that statement, Dave, of kind of like the Switch is this amazing platform. of, And, I, and it, sometimes it blows my mind of like right beside Breath of the Wild, you can have Among Us. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Right beside Mario Odyssey, there's like Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, like, yeah. Did, it's, it, if you think about what it's become just in like three years to have all of those different experiences in that one environment, it's uh, it's it's just really good. And then of course you pack it into being able to, have to take that on the go with you or have it in your in your on your TV screen in your in your living room or whatever. I mean, you know, it's 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 the one environment where you can sort of do it all. I was looking for other indie games that I might you know, wonder when it would ever come over and they're almost all there already. So if yeah. you're an indie fan, especially it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And that is that, is, that, and that's actually a, a fantastic uh, segue, Dave. It's like, you've done this before. <laughs> I love it. Andros from Nintendo pals and our community asks with reveal of Spelunky one and two, I got thinking, what are some other awesome indie games that are left that you want to come to the switch? What are your top picks? Now, Dave, you said you're struggling already. Think of one. Did you find one? Did you figure one out? I, I found Two that I would like to see come over, actually. But uh, before I mention either of them, and, and thank you for letting me go first, because I'd be surprised if anybody else can find any um, after I mention at least one of my two. So I just want to call out the ones that I was looking for first that apparently have already arrived. So uh, Firewatch, great game. It's, all, it's on Switch already. Brothers Tale of Two Sons, great game on Switch already. Um, and there's a countless others. So the one that I'm going to go with uh, is uh, is actually was actually coming out in Q1 2021, but it's not out yet. So uh, it's uh, Thomas was alone, which I really enjoyed. It's a Bithel oh, game. Yeah, that's... so that one apparently is coming out next year. Which okay. I did not know that Thomas was alone. <laughs> okay. Which yeah, one? Thomas was alone is a it's a perfect switch game. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Tim, but it's uh, it's rectangles and squares, and um, they they have their own personas and personalities. And you got I think you play as one of the shapes, and you've got to go through the game. Um, and it's uh, it's a great sort of puzzler with a heart and a little bit of story. Uh, and it's nice. appeared on a lot of platforms. It's, it's a it's a but it's a really it's just a really 
kind of enjoyable bite-sized game you can pick up and put down, but it's got a lot of heart to it as well. It's very, very good. Okay. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, Jesse, how about you, sir? I'm not thinking of anything off the top of my head. You know, either the ga- games I'm thinking of are either all, you know, are already on the Switch, and I'm trying to go back to games that I might have played on a PS3, 4, Vita, and right now I'm not coming up with anything, so I may have to pass on this question. Okay. All right. Tim, I'm going to throw to you. Okay. So, uh, like I said, I, I'm not very aware of what popular, like, indie games are on the PC, but one that came to mind that uh, was made by the developer who created Braid, Jonathan Blow created The Witness, and that was, I think, came out on other consoles, but uh, it has not come to Switch, obviously, because it is a beautiful-looking game, kind of like a mist-type-looking game back in the day when we all thought that was beautiful, <laughs> you know? But uh, Witness is basically just a, a really beautiful-looking puzzler that's supposed to be really good, and I'm surprised that it hasn't made its way over. But we did... We are getting Braid that's coming over to 2021 as well. Um, but um, maybe that comes first and then we eventually get Witness, depending on how well Braid does. But yeah. Yeah, that's the one I pick. Okay. I, I am one of those unfortunate people that I am so much of a geek on this that I actually have a list that says hope hope hopefully coming to the nintendo switch or <laughs> nice so i was actually somewhat prepared so i the challenge is i had to go through this and find out what i think were indies so i've actually got a couple for you okay. uh for me fez i oh, thought would be fez. Yes. to come over uh, i have never played it but i remember watching a documentary about like indie design and he was one of the first ones so fez i think would interest me I had that on my you have a meltdown yeah, yes. I think he did as well. But that doesn't take away from the quality of the game, Jesse, all right? It just takes away one, from the probability of it happening. Fair enough, yeah. The other one that I'm really hoping for, and I kind of keep every time we have one of these indie directs, I'm like, come on, is uh, – nice, Fez, I see that – is Outer Wilds. Oh, yes. Outer Wilds. This came out the exact, almost the exact same time as Outer Worlds last year, which was really unfortunate because I think a lot of people got that mixed up. Uh, done by Anna Perne, I believe, is the publisher. Um, but I think that is one of those games that every time I look at it, I'm like, there's no reason this can't be. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, kind of the Firewatch in some way, right? That kind of first person, but you've only got like, like 21 minutes and the world destroys. That game really has got me. And then I'm going to call out some other really quick ones I have on my list here. If we consider them to be indies, I don't know, Bug Snacks, right? I think that would be... Yeah, I was going to use that as my reserve. I've been playing that on the PlayStation, and uh, it is the quintessential Switch experience. So, it's I mean, almost certainly, whenever exclusivity is up, I have to think that's going to come over, and it'll it'll be great. Yeah. And then the other one that I have on here from an exclusivity perspective, which I'm curious about that we always talk about, uh, and I thought was maybe going to be in the spot that... Well, I didn't really think it was going to be where Among Us was going to be on this drop because I didn't think it was probable. Is Fall Guys? I think yeah, that is right. that is the other one that feels that feels natural. Whenever that exclusivity comes yeah. up, they're going to just they're going to start moving that stuff. Yeah, I think both those games are a bit like Rocket League, right? Like they're going to yeah. have a long run on PlayStation, but I think when they come over, they'll be really popular uh, again over on Switch for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, using that Rocket League actually analogy is, is fantastic, Dave, because you're 100 percent correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I did think of one. Oh, what'd you think oh, of there, Jesse? Okay. Pick, uh, pick Cross uh, XL Original Edition <laughs> Mystery Dungeon uh, RPG? No, not a Pick Cross game. Um, the game. This game was released, I think, three years ago on PC. And But the nature of the game 
well, it'll never come out to a console. It just wouldn't work. But it still would be fun if they could get it to work. It's Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did hear a lot about that, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of sorry, just a little bit of a, a, seg- a segue con- a connection there, actually, basically, as we're thinking of indie games that are coming over. I know last week, uh, Disco Elysium was announced at the Game Awards, yep. um, and we were like, oh, it's coming out, but it's not coming to the Switch. It was actually announced it, it was coming out to the Switch, yep. but like it wasn't announced in that weird trailer. But right. so, right. It, it, so. It, it, it's, it's, it's down there. It's, it's, it's in the notes later. Okay. All right. Well, fair <laughs> enough. We can scratch that one right. Spoilers. <laughs> All right, way to way to read ahead, guys. Uh, in general, what do we think of this uh, indie world direct, uh, Dave? I know you didn't watch it, but you got kind of a thirty thousand foot view from our uh, speed over. What you think of it? Well, I'm excited to go back and uh, revisit that, or visit it for the first time, but re- yeah. revisit the ideas because you shared them here. I mean, those all sound like uh, games that are well worth picking up. So I'm I'm pumped for it. I'm now excited and regretful that I didn't do my homework and watch it the first time round. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, By the way, Disco Elysium especially pleased to hear about because that that game was a lot of people's game of the year last year. And I haven't, I think it's just PC or at least it has been just PC. So I'm excited for that one. That sounds great. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I, that was one of the ones that I, I had heard a lot of game of the year. But that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the things I like to kind of you know think of is when you think of what could come to Switch next year or 2021. Think about where you're hearing game of you know game of the year buzz around, yeah. right? And then you <laughs> right. think, okay, if it's right. having success there, they're going to want to try. And especially if it's, a, I shouldn't say especially. Now there are some games, <clears throat> Cyberpunk, which will probably not come over in that way, right? At least natively. But I think oh, it is always, right is always one of those things to look at. Spider Man's not coming. Damn. I'm so sorry. Uh, to, to take, listen, there's a little bit of reason, reasonableness in these. God of War. Years. God of War? Are we going to get that yeah, one? Yes, God of War, for sure. Okay. I'll make you a deal. I think God of War will come to Fortnite sooner you than uh, God of War will come to anywhere else. <laughs> uh, oh, it'll never happen. Are you, and Dave, you talked about a little bit of like, uh, you know, Switch kind of being this great spot for indies. Is there any indies that you've been playing yourself that kind of really stand out that you've enjoyed the most in maybe 2020 or just in general? Uh, so we might talk about this later, but the one I'm enjoying the most is, and it, it is a surprise given my aversion to, uh, uh, to games that make me go crazy, but Hades has just, uh, been wonderful. Uh, and, yep. uh, and really, I know everybody said this a lot, but it's taken me by surprise. I, I, I listened to the reviews. I heard people talk about it, finally gave in. And uh, that for me would be the pick of the indies actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, the- Go ahead, you Jesse. Ma- you mentioned Cyberpunk earlier, and on a little breaking news, uh, Sony delisted Cyberpunk from their store. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and, and, and offering refunds. refunds. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is a that is a math. We 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 can have a whole post show on Cyberpunk and have a conversation <laughs> there because I think that has been some real interesting stuff. Hey, yeah, see Hades Project is- Red are on the naughty list by now. I think right? so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like we like taking a step this way. Like take, we can take a sidestep off off this path for a moment here, but like. This is the team that brought us The Witcher. The Witcher yeah, 3. Exactly. Jimmy. Like, this yeah. is a team that had so much credibility and clout and goodwill. And we were like, the, the, the image that keeps continuing coming to my mind for Cyberpunk is there's that scene in Star Wars Episode 3 where Obi Wan yells at, at uh, sorry, uh, Anakin. He says, like, You were the chosen one. 
right? I feel like that was it for 2020. Well, what, yeah, Cyberpunk yeah. is like you were the chosen one to save us. And well, the last time I was with you, I was playing Switch. I was playing uh, Witcher on Switch, and we were all talking about how, to your point about being the golden one, they were the studio that were committed to do the heavy lifting to make this run well on the Switch. Yeah. So they were they were riding high for that and other reasons. But man, have they fallen low in the last? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you know the the hyper fans were crying whenever they saw someone get a give it a seven out of ten and then ign gave the ps4 version a four out of ten four yeah <laughs> and well deserved yeah. apparently has anyone, has I, I, anyone... Thought, I thought of i thought of a dad joke by the way for cyberpunk yes go ahead may i since i'm on of nintendo course. dad yes. so it's called yes. cyberpunk 2077 because that's the year they're going to finish patching it out yeah uh, yes that sounds <laughs> right. right right thank you thank you dad thank no, you yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> has, has anyone here actually had a chance to play it at all Oh it's yeah, on my, I'm playing it's on my on. Christmas yeah. list. Uh, okay. Christmas list. Dave, what are you what are you playing it on, Dave? Yeah, I'm playing it on Stadia uh, That's because right. you and I for, are both. For, yeah, and and I did it for um, Switch adjacent reasons. You know, I've been following the chat here about how streaming could be a big part of the Switch's future. I, I, I'm I'm buying that argument, but I thought, okay, so this is the game that is the perfect game for me to see how this streaming malarkey works. You know, and uh, I've had a Stadia for since it came out because I, I I I'm, I'm a I'm a sort of a, a relentless early adopter of stuff like that. It's not, you know, it's, it's very, um, it's very available. So, but I had nothing that made the case to actually try it out. Not really, but this is the one, right? Because you, yep. you know, you knew from the coverage, you had to play it on a high end PC to get the best experience. My understanding of Stadia is when you, when you get in there, you're effectively playing on a high end PC. So I've been streaming it over uh, Stadia on my living room television uh, through Chromecast. Uh, and that's how I've been experiencing it. Uh, all that I would say is I, I think I'm going to put it down and back away and uh, let them do the work they got to do. Because even on uh, Stadia and what is presumably a high-end uh, PC on the other end of things, uh, it's it, it – it, you know, again, I don't know if it's my Wi-Fi. I don't know if it's the machine on the other end. But whenever I get into, let's say, a gunfight, uh, everything just just grinds to a halt. And it could be my Wi-Fi. So, you know, I, I, I think Stadia is good. The streaming has been, been good. But I just haven't been able to have the silky smooth experience you kind of need to have with a game like that. There's so much going on on the screen that you want to yeah. have that kind of lucid experience. So, but, it, I, you know, look, it's I'm not high, high as a kite. I'm not low as a low. It's just I think I just need to back away and come back next year because there's plenty of other things to play. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's a, and that's a great point, uh, actually. So uh, I will be honest. I have also been playing, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and I have also been playing it on Google Stadia. Mm -hmm. Uh, so in Canada, the, I, I think you and I mentioned, I had this conversation with you, but they mentioned, they offered this. If you buy, if you pre-order, uh, Google Stadia or sorry, uh, pre-order Cyberpunk 2077, we will send you a whole Google Stadia unit. And I was like, so if I pay $80, I get a $140 device. That sounds like a deal yeah. for me. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of that kind of made me pull the trigger and jump in. Now I haven't got my systems actually to arrive uh, later this week, so I have been playing it on a ThinkPad, Lenovo ThinkPad, Chrome browser, um, hooked up with a Wi-Fi signal, and playing it on an Xbox controller plugged in with a USB port. And I will tell you that I pretty decent experience and i think kind of to you i'm like is when i do have a leg or a problem like is it my wi-fi or is it the system so it's a little bit hard to diagnose that problem to identify where the challenge is um but i will also say i've also been playing assassin's creed valhalla on stadia as well 
And those two, those two experiences, if I was to say, which has a more premium experience, which is a smoother experience, and which one is maybe showcasing Stadia better, I would actually probably say Assassin's Creed. Because yeah, I, I think to your that. point, yeah. let's put it down and let's maybe come back to to um, to Cyberpunk in three, four months when they have got that big batch right. patch done first, and that may be right. okay. These things are smoothed out. So, and of course, the, you know, the, the CD Projekt Red are, are they've demonstrated they're a great sort of long tail supporter. They will do the patching. They obviously got convinced to do a, a very foolish launch here for reasons yeah. that will come out in the washing one day. But you know, they, they gave such great not just patch support, but kind of uh, DLC support to The Witcher that I do think I do think Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven will be well worth playing sometime before twenty seventy seven. I don't know yes. when. Uh, and, and the other thing I'd say, by the way, just on the streaming thing, uh, the other the other um, trigger for me to, to do this was I, I've really hit the wall on you know da- downloads and patches and you know putting a game in and it not starting for like eight hours while it downloads things. So, so what I will say is you know logging into Stadia, buying Cyberpunk and hitting play and it just playing was yeah. fantastic. So yeah. that that if that's part of the streaming future on Switch, for example, I think I mean, you know, Switch doesn't download mega patches generally anyway. It's not really occasionally, but not often, right? But the, not having to go through the through the day one download was was wonderful. So there was there was a lot of positive things that came out of that experience. It made me very bullish for the future. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I and I think we've had some conversations before. Someone's saying hashtag cloud dads here in the chat. Hey, who knows? That sounds like it might, you know, that sounds like there might be a new channel starting. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I do think that's something that uh, that you know Nintendo will have to continue to look at. I'm very interested in seeing you know what the next several years of, of Nintendo's investment in the cloud spacing is, especially as companies like Stadia begin to find their footing. Uh, whether they can deliver on those promises. Now, again, they're not delivering exclusivity, but like if you're able to to deliver kind of some banger of a deals, I mean, great example. Uh, this last week, I picked up uh, Borderlands 3, the ultimate gold edition for $10 on Stadia. $10. It was on sale from 120 for 10 And I was like, yeah, I'll pull a trigger on that one. We'll see what happens, right? Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how, you know, that, Luna, Nintendo, uh, and obviously what Game Pass is occurring, right? What, what Xbox is doing with that. The, the future of gaming, the battle for gaming, it, the battlegrounds is going to be on streaming. That's where it's going to be. And that's where it's going to move in the next several years. I think it's an interesting place to be. But before we move on, the last thing I wanted to say about Cyberpunk is the big red flag to me that uh, this game was not going to go well was the the recommended video card is a card that's only been on the market two months and costs $800. <laughs> yeah. How the hell did they develop this on a card that doesn't yet exist? That yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy stuff. Uh, moving on to some more crazy stuff. Today, uh, sacked Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Last week, we got an introduction of how do you say the character's name? Sephir- Sephiroth. Sephiroth was coming you're not, to... You're not going to read what I put in the notes, huh? No. <laughs> no, I don't read your notes. He's, I just he's, kind of he's, take he's, out what I want. He's not going to call him Sakurai-san. <laughs> no, no. Sakurai-san, not, not going to say that. Uh, Sakurai presented uh, Sephiroth's DLC. Some quick high-level pieces of this. Because uh, let me tell you. Anytime they do a Smash DLC character thing, you can get in the weeds on this thing, right? Like, you can watch every down B Smash, and you're like, uh, I don't want to do this. So I'm going to give you, like, the high-level things. If you want to watch the 35-minute reaction video, you can do that on our YouTube channel. And Mecha Dragon, yes, this was earlier today. Yes, high, high level. There are me costumes, new me fighter costumes coming. Uh, Barrett, Tifa, Aeretha? Is that how you say that? Aerith. Aerith. 
the Chocobo hat. Uh, so those are all from Final Fantasy. Uh, and then Gino from uh, from uh, Super Mario RPG. Uh, Jesse, Rip. you have your rest in peace. <laughs> yep. Because I guess everyone wanted him as a character. And he's not showing up as a character. Right. Actually, let's finish up this bullet, and then this would be a good segue into the voicemail we have. Sure. So, so again, just like normal, these are 75 cents each. So yes. I'm still waiting for Waluigi. I, if they're going to do it, it's going to be like the last one, the yeah. very last one. Oh. Or here's what, here's what I think they're going to do. It'll be a bonus. You know how like the piranha yes. plant was a bonus at the beginning? Right, right. That's what I think like, too. here they are. Oh, and one last thing. And all you hear is this. Oh, it's going to be a thank you thing. It's going to be like, thanks for all that you've given, you know, and going through this for the last. Thanks for putting up do. with my trolling for five years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's that voicemail. It is ridiculous. That Mii Fighter costumes are not available with the package deal. I would be more inclined to purchase the package deals if they were included. Definitely. That was oh, yeah. from Bruce Patterson. I yeah. agree. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's no... Yeah, Bruce, You're not going to hear anyone. I mean, Tim, if you want, you can argue this fight, but I think you're going to lose. Uh, I know you're very I passionate think, about this topic. No, I think that they did do this before right in the uh the wii u version then they cut you bought a fighter and then got costumes with it i could have swore it was a package deal at that time too uh, unless i'm mistaken i think they i don't think they came in they didn't have a season's pass but they no, i know se- that they did sell bundles right that that may be what i'm thinking of yeah you can buy the character by itself you can buy me me costumes by itself yeah. or you can buy a bundle so yeah it was a package where you could buy like you said, a bundle. That's what I was thinking of. So, but yeah, there, think- there was no discount with the bundle. It just added everything up and maybe saved two cents or something like that. Okay, but yeah, even if they still did the bundle, I think that would be great. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think we all 100 percent agree with you here, Bruce. Like, if you if you've bought a season pass, you've already paid the 25 bucks for the season pass. Like, and then they're gonna nickel and dime you for 75 cent. Yeah. Three dollars and 75 cents if you yeah. want all five. Like, come on, really? Like that just, I, I like, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm never impressed with it when they do that. Anyone, anyone else want to counter me on that thought or does it like if your super strong opinion of like, no, you should be paying 75 cents. Let me know. I'm just glad they were, aren't more expensive. You know, like they could, oh, they yeah. probably, probably could have done 99 cents each and uh, sure I think people, they, we wouldn't lose sales over that. No, for sure not. Do it, Dave. Well, I was gonna say I think they've uh, they've really let the me thing kind of uh, fall a little bit by the wayside, which is a shame because it was a real defining for me a defining part of the 3ds experience and the Wii and everything else. But uh, but to charge you co- money for costumes on top of it just feels like you know being being held up. You know, I, I it really it really really gets me uh, um, pretty unhappy. Yeah, I think the, they, the that's where the monetization is, side is too far. Yeah, the yeah. me is a very legacy feature. Yeah, I do remember that there was at the time when they did the bundles or if you did buy, it seemed like there were still people complaining about I want to be able to pick and choose. So maybe that's kind of like what they're trying to do is just say, hey, here's all the different ones. But I do agree with Bruce. It's like, hey, just if I want to get them all, give me a bundle. And if I want to pick and choose, give me give me choices. It's always about choices. Give us the choices. Yeah. Yeah. Not, su- not super impressed with that one. I would agree. Uh, a couple of their highlights to talk about here from the DLC or sorry, from the character. 
Uh, let's start off with actually probably the important one, which everyone actually really wants to know is when is when is when is the character actually coming out? Well, that's uh, September 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, oh no, I apologize. That is that's a challenge. When is the character? That's, the, that, that's an asterisk. Yeah, I it's, see that. Thank you. Uh, but it is December 22nd that he yeah. is available to pick up. Um, also, nine new song tracks will be added from Final Fantasy. I think this is great because when we got Cloud, we only got two. So they're adding nine. Here's the really interesting part. If you do get a chance to – the one of the things I like about, about Sakurai is there's an honesty and a candidness about his about his work, right? Um, and, you know, he's talked about the time of like, yeah, Nintendo kind of like told me to do something and I did it and I didn't really want to and it's a lot of work and they just think I can snap my fingers. There's a little bit of like sassiness I like about that. But it was interesting because he actually said he's like, we wanted to add more songs, but it's actually really hard. Uh, and it's not hard because of programming. It's hard because of, of copyrights and because of who owns what song and what companies own what song and international and like different different laws. And and so he actually kind of went into a little bit of that, which I could kind of appreciate. He just kind of explained like, yeah. yeah, it'd be great. But like to find out who actually owns it and who actually has the right and the conversations and the legal teams to get involved. It's pretty tough. I thought that was um, pretty good of him, though. Jesse, you're a music guy, especially Final Fantasy. You have affinity for and a passion. Uh, how did any of this land with you? Well, the I don't have any passion for Final Fantasy VII, so <laughs> I'm more a fan of the older games. So while uh, you know, I understand One Wing Angel, and I think we already had a version with Cloud. So now we basically have three versions of the same song out of the eleven. Yep. Do we really have that much of a variety? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Then, kind of, you know, wanted to go back a bit talking about that asterisk on the release date. Uh, technically, you can play him now. Yes. So, st- starting at six o'clock Eastern today, the the game updated, which opened up a Sephiroth challenge. Mm-hmm. So he, you you pick a character to play against Sephiroth as a boss fight. If you beat Sephiroth, you have access to him and his stage right away. If you choose to not fight him or can't beat him, he will unlock on December 22nd at 8, p- at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern. So eventually, on the 22nd, you'll, all, you'll have him. And that's if you've, if you've paid for it. If you haven't paid for him yet, you're not going to get the challenge. So you can, if you haven't paid for it, you have to do that first. I thought this was like the weirdest level of early access I have it ever seen. It is. Right? <laughs> well, you've already paid for this. So for early access, you need to fight him to earn him for right. five days before you can actually get him permanently. Mm, that seems it, weird. I think it's interesting. It adds a little bit of a spin to it, especially yeah. if you're someone who's played through it and done everything, you know, this probably be easy challenge for you. Um, but... Um, for someone who like me who hasn't gone through all the characters in this game, I I kind of pick at it. It's I, it's interesting. So my son says he's wanting to do the very hard mode using Pikmin as a character. Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! That's what you see. Yeah, I'm just running out of challenges. Uh, then he's putting himself in hard mode. Yeah. yeah see. Yeah, man. So Dave, for me, Dave, I'm probably not going to get. I'm Dave. not going to win him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first try. Dave, are you a Smash fan? 
Oh yeah, I, I had my my most recent uh, bonding moment with uh, with my oldest son uh, playing Smash with him and his buddy. They're both uh, sixteen, and this is about a week ago. And we they, they were over because of the lockdown and so on. They were here rather than at college and all that. So we were playing Smash, and I was I was busting out all my, my favorite moves of my preferred character and. Uh, uh, suddenly I became aware of this, this hilarious laughter in the room. And I was like, this not, laughter is not the noise I expect to hear when I'm delivering the pain on the screen. And I said, what are you guys laughing about? I said, oh, man, you are such a button masher, Dad. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized the reason I could hear them laughing is because I'm the only one smashing all the buttons in the room. And I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a um, kind of wildfire random Smash Brothers player. Definitely. That's that is that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah. Jesse, any anything from this character that that rings true to you, or anything else you want to call out? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of technicalities here of, of, of you know the swords sword stabbing and all this kind of stuff. But is there anything else that we should maybe highlight? Um, let's see here. Uh, the the stage looked looked interesting, and yeah. if if you're not busy actually doing the fighting. If you look at the background, it kind of tells the story of the end of the game. Yeah, it was it was interesting because the stage is very static. Like the actual like the platform is is very close to the final destination, right? Level level, and then like two stages on the side, like just platforms. But the rest of it dynamically is shifting in the background, moving, telling its story. But nothing else appears to be environmentally impacting. Yeah, and other than the fact of- that I was watching, I was like, I feel like I might be getting a bit nauseous. Yeah, <laughs> and then there was a lot of detail about. Uh, his wing that uh, will sometimes come out and what benefits it gives them. And uh, I think I got all the notes in, but it's a pretty complicated and not, not very, uh, I don't think, you, I don't think you can really trust it to come out when you want it to come out unless you really know what's going on. So what I what I love about Smash is the balancing that goes into it, and the the tender loving care that goes into the balancing. And I and 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 I'm a huge uh, admirer of that, even though I play it uh, in a random chaotic way. So I have a question for you, Justin, because there's been a lot of noise about uh, Kratos joining Fortnite, and and so and people have been talking about Fortnite being the Smash of the rest of the video game industry. And I know you play it on Switch. So my question is. Is are those just skins in Fortnite, or is there balancing going on? You know, just skins. Yeah, there you go. Right, so it'll yeah. never be in the same league for me because then you know no. if you're going to balance it out, that's a whole different art form right there. Yeah, even even the you know, and I, I kind of even think of like the hitboxes too. Right, right, right. Uh, right. Like, the, like the characters are all pretty stock. Like there's no, nothing. I mean, there are characters that maybe look bigger, but then yeah. I look at them and I was like, but I doubt the. I doubt the hitbox is bigger, right? Yeah, like it, yeah. it just feels like it just feels like a, a skin overlay. So that's that's the one thing that I think they do really well there, right? So there doesn't have to be balance, uh, right. which I think which I think is one of the way, ways that's that it, it allows it to be so much quicker. So yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I I would say, and maybe the, the question that you're maybe feeding into there to you, Dave, is as I was watching this, I even said during the stream, I was like, this character feels super unbalanced. Um, because they have such a large sweep with that sword. Yeah. Um, they have got this move where they actually fall off, they fall off a cliff and then they can stab the cliff and then stand in their sword and yes, bounce right. back on. Right. right I was right. like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. He does seem to have a lot of cooldown as well. So yeah. if you're not careful, you can leave yourself open. 
My, my sense is they start the new characters a little OP so people can kind of get it, get used to them and, and would want to play them against yep. maybe characters people are more expert at. So maybe they did that on purpose and they'll, they'll nerf, uh, Sephiroth eventually. But my, my feeling is they try and get you to, you know, for a certain group of people to come in and give it a go and you'll know you get a tiny bit of an advantage while you get used to the moveset, maybe. Yeah. They said yeah. the same yeah. thing about Hero too. Yeah. I don't know if they necessarily nerfed him over time. I haven't heard. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little Mac guy, so uh, you'll you'll struggle to get me off little Mac. <laughs> nice, there you go. I like yeah. it. I like it. Uh, Tim, do you have a main? Obviously, uh, Dave's talking about his little Mac. What about you? <laughs> My main right now has been uh, Dark Samus. Uh, Dark Samus. Okay. Uh, nice. so, okay. Dark Samus, or even the uh, Dark Link, or Toon Link. Oh, the dark version of Link. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the two mains. Jesse, how about you? I don't. You're not a huge Smash player. I don't own the game. Don't own the game, so that would be no. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I right now have been maining a lot of either the Joker uh, or Terry. Have kind of been my my two that I have kind of gotten pretty good at. I usually do a bit of a, a bit of a run with the new character when they when they come out and give them yep. a shot. I have not touched Steve yet though. Steve can't deal with that. Can't I did a little bit and. I, because I don't know it as well as say you guys that play more than I do, or like Marty when he's done videos on stuff. I've uh, I did a video because I was streaming trying Steve for a little bit, and I was just like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but there were some people in the chat, like MSL was there. I think he helped me say, "Hey, try this button combination." I think Anoxus was there too. I think. Uh, and he was helping me with some button combinations too. So, I mean, there's people who are watching the stream and they're telling me what moves to try and stuff like that. So that's the part, that's the part I like to do too, is explore character, figure out what moves they have, uh, and learn from there. So, and then get my butt whooped, you know, if I were going. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, speaking of Smash, we'll, we'll run into this next question. Uh, Michael JP from our community asks, in honor of the crazy reveal of Sephiroth in Smash, which hand character picked each of the fighter pass picks? Go through each of the ultimate DLC characters and decide whether master hand, whether it's cold, methodical, or logical, or crazy hand, crazy, picked each of the fighters. Yep. So okay. we have seven fighters. Got Piranha okay. Plant, Joker, Hero, Banjo, and Kazooie, Kazooie, Terry, Bogard, Byleth, and Sephiroth. I think Crazy Hand picked uh, Piranha Plant because that's just absolute bonkers. All right. I would say Crazy, Crazy Hand. Hand picked Hero just because of the randomness. Okay. Random. <laughs> huh? Okay. I was saying random. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, random. how about yourself? I'd say Crazy Hand picked Banjo Kazooie because that is uh, from the wrong universe. That's now a good it is. Point. <laughs> that's a great point. That's a great point. All right, we got Joker, Terry Bogart, Byleth, and Sephiroth. Left. Um, I think Master uh, Hand definitely got Sephiroth. Okay, sure. Because yeah. of the cold, methodical, and logical. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And we got. Um, I think I I think I also go Master Hand for Terry because very the like the kind of methodical fighting kind of genre, you know, being okay. very specific, I think might yep. be a good one there. I'm kind of torn on Joker. He can go either way because, you know, on one hand, crazy hand, 
Because if you know the Persona series, his his Arcana is the Fool, which means a wild card, which is why he has the ability to wield multiple Personas. But mm-hmm. the other, as but as a person, he is level headed and thinks things through, so he can go either place. Okay, all right. So if as a person, his name isn't Joker, then right? So Joker, yeah, jo- Joker's his kind of. His pseudonym alias. Right. It's so I would say when he's on a job. So if he's on the job, he's the Joker. So. And that sounds so kind of right. funny if I say it that way, if he's on the job. But anyways, crazy hand, I would say for Joker. That sure. sounds good. Yep. And then by list, because of methodical, I think, strategy, I would think. That's a good point. Good yeah, strategy. strategy game. Um, so there we I, got I would it. also think like just a, oh, look, there's another Fire Emblem character. That seems pretty methodical and strategic <laughs> and logical. And so there cold. we have it. Master Hand has brought in uh, Sephiroth, Terry Bogart, and Byleth. And Crazy Hand brought in Piranha Plant, Hero, Banjo-Kazooie, and Joker. I love it. Love all of it. Mecha Dragon asks, can we talk about the way Sephiroth's victory screen is? All right. All right. Okay, very, give it, give it, give it go, Jesse. I don't know what that's a reference to because, again, I don't know the game and I don't know Advent Children, but it's very flamey. <laughs> yeah, so it's so it's a it's a he's basically walking into a flame, kind of turns around, gives a bit of a look. Uh, it is a callback to I think a very specific scene in Final Fantasy that it's that it uh, that it's referencing. Um, so I think it's it's kind of yeah. if you're a Final Fantasy fan, I think you're. You know, he um, says he walks into a freaking inferno. <laughs> yeah, well, that is kind of cool. I mean, I think that's one of the, th- the the things I always admire about the work that Sakurai and his team does here is that whatever the series is, they do their research. They it's it's love, it's care. It's not just drag and drop. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of time and energy put into it. So I think that is awesome. I also appreciate how Mecha Dragon called out that we have to buy Jesse Smash Brothers and that he's disappointed that you don't own it in some capacity, Jesse. <laughs> Yeah, don't bother. Uh, I think he's speaking speaking the for money. all of us there, really. Sorry, Jesse. Exactly. If, just if put, you do it, it's not getting played, so just save your money. Just put down uh, <laughs> Pick Cross HDXL uh, RPG and play Smash for a bit. You know what I'm saying? Now, in all fairness, we don't want to bust in Jesse too much because his son, Matthew, plays Smash at a level which is almost unhuman. He has like uh, 800 hours. Yeah, it's a little bit crazy to watch him play, uh, and pretty incredible. So, we'll, uh, we'll we'll give you a little bit of leeway based on your children, there, Jesse. Uh, moving on, hey Tim, do you want to run us down through this next section here about uh, about the award winners from the Game Awards last week, so we can kind of do a bit of a highlight reel? Sure. Yep. I was just wondering if we, because I know we were there. <laughs> well, not technically we're- there, but I wasn't sure if this was a. You know, if we were supposed to talk about this, but yeah. No, I just, uh, I just wanted to, I put them in the notes so we talk about them on the show for one it. episode because it's, the, there's, it wasn't in podcast form. It was, you know, okay. the only way to know all Makes this sense. would be to see it in YouTube. Okay. So yeah, the Game Awards, uh, in case you didn't watch it or just need a reminder of who won, basically the best independent game, which we were just talking about and also got best action game was Hades. Dave, you were saying you were getting into that a lot, right? So, and I'm on the, I've been on the fence. I mean, not on the fence. I know it sounds like a really cool game. Everybody in our community is talking about it. And it's on my Christmas list as well. So that's something I'll probably get. So 
I think Hades is a is a worthy winner there. Uh, it um, especially in the action genre because the one of the things that makes it such a compelling experience is uh, is the array of weapons you can choose and how that completely turns the playstyle on its head over and over again with the same characters with the same essential storyline. So I think there's a there's a lot of visual uh, satisfaction. The synopses start popping when you're playing that game because of the way the action is designed on the screen and it's a creative take on the sort of the bow and arrow, the sword, uh, the shield, and they've done a really, really nice job of making it visually interesting, you know, things that you think you've probably seen a thousand times over in a hundred different games, but also, um, you know, adjusting it and flexing it to fit that narrative, uh, but to play differently each time. So I think it's a worthy winner. So the the part that kind of makes me stay away from, stayed away from this and others like it is the roguelite yeah. label. Yeah. You know, because I don't really go for those type of games because I get frustrated yeah. with those type yeah. of games. Yeah. So. The, the, the thing they do beautifully there, because I'm also not a roguelike fan uh, in general, because like the idea of like getting like seven and a half minutes in or even worse, 37 and a half minutes in right. and then getting set back to zero. Right. But yes. the thing they've done beautifully is they're, it, they're, they're telling a story that evolves deliberately, clearly, and you, you can see where it's unfolding to without knowing what the outcome is going to be. But you can you can see the story being told with every playthrough and they keep your progress uh, with, with every playthrough. So your strength builds, your stats build, your weapons, you keep them. Um, and it can still be you. You might imagine that it might still be frustrating to get sent back to the beginning. And when you're, you know, 37 minutes in. But because every time you go back to the beginning the game recognizes that the characters at the starting point talk to you and say, Hey, that last thing you did, that was pretty interesting how compared to the first thing you did. So you're talking to people back at home base, as it were, okay. which, you know, you're trying to escape from, right. But I'm saying right. too much about the story. Uh, and they're, they're kind of, you know, gently uh, mocking you or, or commiserating with you, but the storyline itself is constantly changing. And, and what I like about it is you can, you can tell that the, the resetting is, is, part of the storyline in a way that it, may, it actually makes you feel more like you're playing a story than okay. you are actually being reset every time. And, and that if I, if I was going back to basics like that, there was a game that came out, like it was called minute or something uh, where, yeah. you know, you, you're going out and then you come back after a minute. I, I that, that I, I just couldn't quite get my head around, but this feels like it's a eight hour game told in 25 minute installments. And that's kind of, that's mm-hmm. kind of a thing of beauty in a way. Yeah. Minutes mm-hmm. is a game I actually finished. Uh, and it, it's a weird way to play a game, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, did you play Hades? I have not. Okay. I, I've I've also been on the fence. I've, I've heard people say this is the roguelike to play if you don't like roguelikes. But I've heard other people say if you don't really don't like roguelikes, this isn't going to change your mind. So <laughs> I, I think, but I think, but I think if any if any roguelike is going to change your mind, it's this one. I think. Right. So, so if you want to g- give yourself the final test, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I've got a lot of things to play. So if I ever come up empty, um, this is still top on my maybe list. But I don't know. Yeah, and the reason why I I, I had this this list of games here because these were Nintendo repped wins. I didn't yeah. list all thirty awards. Just the right. ones that just the ones that we can list. actually go and play on the Switch, right? <laughs> By the way, I will say while we're on the Hades topic, if you play it, play it with the sound on and listen to the voice acting. Because reading through the blurbs or skipping through them, which is even worse, you know, you won't get the story in this game, and then you really will just be playing a role. Like, so enjoy the story acting. Let them tell you the story. Yeah, that's what I've read too. Is really yeah. good narrative in there. Justin, yeah. have you played this one? Justin, you're frozen. 
Sorry. Yes, I oh. have. I Sorry. <laughs> I, I did freeze here for a second. Yeah, I picked it up and uh, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, this was announced at Game Awards uh, 2019, I think. Um, and I had watched no clips documentary on it. And I was like this, I'm hoping this comes to switch. And when it came, so when it came out, I was like, yes, this is an instant, instant for me. That's right. uh, I love this. This game of the year. Uh, this is my top five for sure. Okay. Yeah, me too. Excellent. Yeah. And then also we got a couple other categories that you can play on your Nintendo switch. And that's best fighting game. Got um, Mortal Kombat 11 ultimate. Uh, one best fighting game and, uh, and then best family game, of course, was awarded to Animal Crossing New Horizons. And that didn't win the, you know, game of the year, but, you know, we got best family game. <laughs> Nintendo did. Yeah. yeah least, I mean, go on. At, at least it was not like last year where it was the Nintendo category. Yeah, there I mean, was a yeah. few nominations that weren't Nintendo this time. Yes couple yeah fall guys crash bandicoot minecraft dungeons everything else is nintendo right i think i think animal crossing had a it had its um it had its moment in the zeitgeist in the first half of the year but for me like for a lot of people and i really enjoyed it and i enjoy the the dad crossing podcast as well as you know uh, sister to this podcast yes um, but they just didn't they just didn't manage to figure out the things that always drive me crazy about Animal Crossing. So I couldn't get the last uh, fossil. I, I, I couldn't fill out my my my, my Pokedex of animals. Uh, but I could every single day get up and do the same routine. Talk about a roguelike. There's the ultimate roguelike for me. You know? <laughs> every morning you wake up and you got to pay some bills and doesn't change on your island. You know. Right. So in, in, in the end, I I I, I, I fell off like I always fall off. So it's definitely yeah. not game of the year for me. But it, look, I had a wonderful cultural moment at a time when yeah. we all needed it so that, you can't take that away from it and that's yeah, the biggest sure. part i think that you mentioned there is it's always going to be in someone's moment right there's going to be nostalgia mm-hmm. for probably my kids and in, in yeah. later on down the line yeah. for them they're gonna be oh yeah i'm crossing Remember i time? played that yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah it's gonna be huge at that, that point yeah, I know. I know. Like for for my family and for my kids, I don't think there has been any game that we've played or brought home or, or you know we're that caught them the same way as Animal Crossing did, right? Like it was, and and to your other point, I think you know it's interesting. It's association with its moment in time, right? Like that game will always kind of be associated with the beginning of a pandemic, mm-hmm. right? Like that was that that was kind of the hit moment for it, and and so for good or for bad, like. But I do agree, like it was it was what it needed to be. I do believe there's some things that still needs to be ironed out. Like how is it that I can go to the Mabel shop and I can buy clothing, but I can only and oh, I just said finally, he finally got so enraged, he blew up <laughs> completely. <laughs> it, it, well, yeah. Always talking about the shopping is what takes takes you off the air eventually, you know? Right. Well, <laughs> and one of the things I was thinking of, too, is like that doc, that time when the documentary about 2020 comes out, you know, yeah, COVID-19. Right. right. I can just see it now. They're going to talk about COVID-19 and then and how it hit, you know all the different countries yeah. at different times. And, yeah, yeah. And then it really hit U.S. the hardest in, in 2020. But also yeah. what really hit the U.S. really hard was 
Animal Crossing, you know, yeah, and how big yeah. it blew up and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, and, I, and I was going to say something similar, which is, you know, so Animal Crossing might not have won Game of the Year, but you can bet that next year, the year after, five, ten years from now, people say, what was what was happening in 2020 game-wise? Oh, yeah, Animal Crossing, you know? So it definitely yes. won a whole different kind of game here, yes. but it didn't win these awards, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be noticed, you got so so enraged, you just completely disappeared and blew up there. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. I was playing Google Stadia. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, no, I was just saying it's uh, the touch the touch point where it was. Um, all right. So speaking of some other piece of quick information, hey, ladies and gentlemen, for 24 months in a row, two years, the Nintendo Switch is the best-selling console. 24 months in a row. I don't know if there's, if there, if that is a, if that has broken any records or is that setting the records? Jesse, do you know? Like, did that, that has to have broken records? I, right I, I don't know. Uh, I'll try to see if I can find out for next time. But, uh, okay. I, cool. I didn't know if maybe you just knew off the top of your head. You're a very intelligent guy. Yeah. That. that I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. but I, I, I can uh, play a Jesse was right here. But, uh, you know, I, I said that even with the, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, that uh, Switch would still outsell them. And it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, you will sell off the shelves. Just whoever can get the most stock out there will sell the most. Yeah. And Nintendo did. I, I'm not as smart as Jesse, but I have my Google right here. And apparently the Switch is has the longest streak of all time, having dethroned the Xbox 360's previous 21 months straight, according to InputMag.com. So Excellent. that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That sounds great. I'm here to Google anything you like. You know, there you go. go. Perfect. We always need a, a, a good Googler, right? So someone to keep us honest. You beat, as well. you beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do think, I do think you're right, Jesse. I think that the challenge, and this is the conversation we were having before about Xbox and PlayStation coming in November, right? A couple things. I think splitting markets, right? You're, you're pulling away, you know, so it's the, so you have two area, two game consoles competing in the same space. So you're, you're, you're changing your market or you're changing where people spend their money. Then the other just harsh reality. And of course, Marty S, this is a great example of this. You just couldn't get one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like right. you just, there was no, there was no stock, right? Marty just this week put out that he had finally was able to secure PS5 and that it was like by hell and by high water, like a, a, someone else got it for him essentially. Um, and one, and so. Jesse, you just got yours this week, right? Yeah. Mine came on Wednesday. Yeah. Tim, you're still just praying, just living on a prayer. I, yep. Whoa. I told Santa, don't come in my house unless you got a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a very, very sad day at the, the, the uh, Tim's house on Christmas Day. Oh, kids, sorry, no presents because there's no PS5. Sorry. Did anyone, uh, sorry, this is a bit of a side note. Did anyone see that uh, Saturday Night Live skit with the no. PS5? No, no, I missed no. it. Oh, I'll have just, I'll send a lot of this group, but they did a, um, a parody of Stan by Eminem. Oh. And uh, and I read about uh, it, it was Pete Davis. He's like, "All I'm asking for is a PS5, bro." And it was just <laughs> kind of like it escalated. So I'll send it to this group afterwards. I had a pretty good laugh at that one. That's funny. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, no big shock here. I think Nintendo will continue to. I do think probably as uh, Xbox and PlayStation uh, kind of sort out their supply chains, uh, it, we may see that uh, that 24 month uh, run come to an end potentially once those supply chains are really correct uh, corrected. But of course, that could also be you know if if indeed the rumors of a Switch Pro are accurate and the supply chain is corrected. Right around, you know, let's say April or May, we, you know, we may just be fine. The other part of it we have to always think about is 
what draws someone to buy a console is the games, right? That's, you know, very often people won't just buy a console just for the sake of having the console. A game has to draw. And I think Xbox not having Halo at launch did not help those sales numbers. I don't think they made the compelling reason to buy it. I do think Miles Morales is probably a very compelling reason to buy Um to buy a PlayStation, but I think when you move into something like God of War, which we know is a console mover for them, right, or even Horizon, like I think some of these big things will, when those drop, you're going to see an uptick in those sales numbers for consoles, and I think that that may be where Nintendo potentially could, uh, could that streak could come. Well, to end. at least for now, you know they can't they can't keep them on sales, so there are people yeah. who will buy them for this. That doesn't matter what games are out there, correct? But yeah. there'll be a point where they'll start to put on be put on shelves, and then when the games come out, then they'll be hard to find again. Yeah, exactly. Much like, yeah. you know, when Animal Crossing came out, switches were hard to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games, games move consoles. Consoles don't move games. Uh, yeah. Is kind of the logic we have to put around that. So, Tim, did you have something there? Or just scratch your nose. Scratch him. Well, it was a good scratch. It was a good scratch. <laughs> really had my attention. Uh, let's talk about a couple other things. Speaking of games, get some game announcements. The Nintendo uh, Nintendo Switch Online couple updates happening, I believe, tonight actually, to both the NES and the SNES in the um, Super Nintendo category. Donkey Donkey Kong Country Three, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble will be released along with the Ignition Factor Super Valid Four. And yes, tough enough. Good job, Roman numeraling. Thank you. I was like, I haven't <laughs> had a Roman numeral for a while. Uh, and then on the NES it side. tells me you don't play enough RPGs. No, I play the right amount. Um, <laughs> and then on the NES side, uh, Nightshade. So five new games coming to the console. <sighs> any, of these, any of these blow your skirt up, make you super excited? <laughs> um, for me, not really. Um, I've I've never played Donkey Kong Country Three. Uh, I, I played the hell out of the first one. I played a little of the second one back when it was new and didn't like it as much, so I didn't even bother with the third. Fair enough. Okay. All right, uh, then, Dave. Like, the initial factor in Super Valid Four, I never heard of. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, unfortunately, we're getting into the realm of games that I am broadly aware of, might pick up if I had a spare few moments, never have that moment, by the way. And so we're, we're I mean, actually, Donkey Kong sounded, uh, Country sounded like the one that I'd be most likely to get into there. For sure. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. I, I always recommend the Donkey Kong Country. So yeah. uh, I think uh, that's kind of it for I think our major news items, I think. I, I know, Jesse, there's a lot of Pokemon thing. Maybe there's a bonus episode again. You've been doing some great Pokemon bonus episodes. Um, maybe. Uh, well, okay, b- b- maybe. before we go there, did, did you want to talk about the, uh, the Japanese side of the NES? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I completely scrolled past that. Do you want to grab that then? Yeah. So they are also getting a five games total uh, for four Super Famicom, one Famicom. Uh, the Donkey Kong Country and the Ignition Factor called Firefighting over there is, are the same, but the other three games are different. One is is Kunio no Dodgeball Dayo Zenin Shugo. Yes. Which uh, translates Kazutai. Uh, <laughs> translates to Kunio Kun's Dodgeball That's Right Set. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, Kunio Kun is, we know it like the River City Ransom and that related universe. This, this is a sequel to the NES's Super Dodgeball. 
Okay. The other game is uh, Sugio Hebraki, which is a Sunsoft game. It's a fighting game using cute characters from the Hebraki franchise, which are puzzle games. So think of like all these characters you see in Puyo Puyo Tetris. Imagine that in a fighting game. <laughs> and, all right. And then for the Famicom, they're getting Smash Ping Pong, which a game developed by Konami never released in North America. It did have a Wii Virtual Console in the PAL regions under the name of Smash Table Tennis. Okay. So now they got a you know Konami game in there. Maybe they can bring some other Konami games over if they haven't already. <laughs> Be nice, wouldn't it? You don't want ping pong? <laughs> oh, it's a start. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Um, and then I have a list of other games that are coming out that are announced. Do you want to go over those? Yeah, no. Particularly. <laughs> There's a lot of games there that I don't really well, want to go over. Well, the bottom one is your, disc- the bottom one is your yeah. Disco Elysium. Yeah, that's why I don't read all the notes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of games coming out. Let's just say that. We'll cover them at another time. <laughs> all right. Well, let's. Uh, well, one thing I will throw out there, uh, Bravely of yep. Hall 2 has a final demo out now. Oh, yes, that's right. And th- that game comes out February 26th. Okay. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Let's uh, let's move on to... What are we moving on to here? Events. Uh, Tim, do you want to do... Or what do you want to do? What do you, what do we yeah, really? want to do here? Real quick. Yep. I'm just making Jesse press buttons now. <laughs> just uh, for Patreons, or if you want to be a Patreon, if you want to join the dinner table tomorrow, tomorrow night is our dinner table where, you know, if you're a Patreon paying a dollar or more, you can come join in our Discord chat. And tomorrow we'll be talking about board games. So if you're about board games, uh, not just board games, but also card games, you know, TCGs and any D20 games, uh, just talking about tabletop games in general, that type of thing. And cause I want to learn about it some more. And I'm really interested in a lot of these board games, but it's, it, it's a bit overwhelming. So, and I know there's a lot of people in our community who play a lot of the board games or tabletop games. So I'd like to hear what they have to say. And hopefully, you know, we, we'll be talking about a bunch of other things too. So we sure. always do. So it's a it's a fun time, and uh, hopefully you can make it. So tomorrow, ten thirty p.m. or tonight, if you're listening Friday morning, uh, ten thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when we uh, do the show. Nice. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I can do the Pokemon Go stuff in a weekend episode. Sorry. I can do the Pokemon Go stuff in a weekend episode. Bonus episodes. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, let's move on to what we've been playing. All right, Dave, as our <laughs> illustrious guest here, sir, what have you been playing? Well, uh, I'm currently uh, like uh, I'm a sort of at the, the buffet of, of Christmas gaming. So I'm currently playing eight games at the same time, which is uh, which is a place I never like to be. And I'm about to pick up my ninth game. So I'll just tell you what they are real quick. Uh, I, I'm playing uh, Watch Dogs Legion on PS4 and Bug Snacks at the same time. 
Uh, I'm playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Yakuza Like a Dragon on the Xbox, along with Tetris Effect. Tetris Effect, rather. But on Switch, I'm Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, and Hades. Uh, so I've just gotten into Age of Calamity, which um, I have to say is uh, is is a beautiful game, and I and I enjoy the mechanics uh, in, in Hyrule Warriors uh, and those Dynasty Warriors games. So that that's the one that would probably be my pick. We've already talked about Hades, so Age of Calamity is the one I'm getting into. You said Assassin's Creed and what else on the Xbox? Uh, Tetris Effect, which just came Tetris out on the Effect, Xbox. Right. Yeah, and I, and I will say, if I, I played Tetris Effect on the um, the uh, the PlayStation uh, VR headset, yeah. and it was much much better in VR. It just if you've done <laughs> if you've done Tetris Effect in VR, I wouldn't recommend doing it on the flat screen because you're like, oh man, what what is this? You know, I'm not right. I'm not in the middle of the floating dolphins anymore. They're just in front of me on the screen. You know, <laughs> yeah. But um, but if you haven't played it on PSVR, it is worth picking it up on uh, just as an experience on, on the flat screen. But that's the other one. Yeah, it's actually um, they've, they've they've done a little bit of extra work to it as well to give it extra modes and stuff. So it is worth looking at. But uh, I mean, once you've played Tetris Effect in VR, it will it will spoil you for having it in any other form. Well, <laughs> usually VR anything will probably spoil you. <laughs> <if you're trying laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean VR. You know, I haven't had many uh, much luck with PSVR actually or any VR. But uh, Tetris Effect is is a is a good Zen moment. You can find yourself in there, embarrassing yourself in front of family members for hours, just getting totally lost in your universe. There, <laughs> I'm waiting for that to come to the Oculus Rift. I have an Oculus Rift. Oh, that would be great on Oculus Rift. Yeah, that, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's a game that lends itself well to that environment, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm about to pick up Miles Morales and have a go at that on PS4 as well. Nice. Uh, what do you think of Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Uh, I am about five or six hours into it, and um, uh, I, I, I I like it. It's beautiful. I haven't gotten out of Norway yet, and I'm keen to get into the UK. I want to come visit my neighborhood in the game yes. and see what's yeah, going yeah. on because it's actually set – on the on the on the UK side is set in my neighborhood. Well, not literally in my neighborhood, but you know, like a, yep. the, ge- the geographical overlay is there. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to to making the break out of Norway. But I'm, you know, the it's some people say it's the best Assassin's Creed. Uh, or at least it's going back to the originals and has the best of the now. But actually, I really enjoyed Odyssey and Origins a lot, and I'm not enjoying this as much as those. But it is no doubt it is a fine fine game. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was curious. Yeah, I think very much like you, I'm actually looking forward to going across the boat and seeing if I can head over to Ireland, which I believe is one of the uh, areas you yes. can explore there. So, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Jesse, you got lots you've been playing. You want to give us a high level, much like uh, much like Dave did there. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking lessons from Tim, apparently, on how to play games. So the first thing, <laughs> first thing I wanted to talk about is. No, don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> so I. I we were talking about cloud gaming, and I and there goes Justin. Uh, so <laughs> I so, saw that coming because he froze on our side. Yeah, so I, I picked I picked up Amazon's Luna, and so that was the, I uh, I I was reluctant to try Stadia just because of their pricing model. You you still have to buy the games. Yeah, but it's yeah. just. Yeah, it is annoying having to do that when you pay the monthly subscription as well. I, I, I get you on that. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a streaming service that puts a bad taste in my mouth, you know. You know, while yeah, I'm a digital gamer. I have my all my PlayStation games, or most of my PlayStation games, most of my Switch games are digital. But at least I'm downloading the files, and I have custody of files, so I still have a, a sense of owning something. 
but here I don't. But I decided to give That's it a try point. because, uh, you know, the, uh, the Amazon, with the, I'm Amazon Prime, so I had the chance to sign on to early access. And th- their pro- plan is, they have two plans. One's a $6 a month plan, which gives you about 30-ish games. And then, or I can, for $15 a month, it adds a bunch of Ubisoft games. So, like, I could play uh, Valhalla. I could play uh, Phoenix Rising, etc. But I went with the $6 plan. And with it, I I bought their controller that's designed for it. Normally, it's $70, but during early access, it was $20 off. So, I got it for 50 and apparently Stadia does the same thing, but I didn't know about it until I talked with Justin, but uh, or some or and others. But I expected the controller to Bluetooth connect to the computer, and it just you know works like any other controller. But the, the controller I is configured with to connect to my Wi-Fi directly and and log into my Amazon account, so that's how it knows who I am. Right. So none of my computers is actually paired to the controller. The controller. Log, logs in as me, and if I'm logged in under the Luna app or uh, on a website uh, on the Luna website, logged in as my with my Amazon account, it, it says, "Okay, connect this screen with that controller, and things just work." And I was, you know, pretty much I was surprised at how easy that was. Uh, I did try on my iPad's browser; that was not so good. I, I blame the Wi-Fi on that. But you know, the other two times I played it, either on this computer, on this monitor, or on my laptop connected to my 4K TV behind me, those worked well. You know, both both are Ethernet instead of Wi-Fi, and these are still running at 1080p screens. Uh, 4K is coming, and in general, I had no problems. I had a few small issues here and there, and I'll, I'll kind of talk them over when I get that far. Uh, the first game I played is you. Yoku's Island Express. I think Justin played that on the Switch when it came out. Yep. It's Metrovania Pinball. Mm-hmm. And the smallest latency make, makes the game almost unplayable. And mm-hmm. there's just enough latency in triggering the flippers that I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I got maybe half hour, 45 minutes in. So I, I, I was able to move a good part of the map. But... Uh, I got to a point where I guess couldn't advance because I couldn't do that one specific trick that the game wanted me to do. That's but, good to uh, know. but I did, you know, it was fun, but yeah, a pinball game over streaming, not probably not a good idea. <laughs> That's good to know. The next game I tried is indivisible, which oddly enough is a game I kickstarted and I had a switch code for this a year ago when it was originally with, and I just found out I had the code, Yesterday, so I now I'll have it downloaded on my Switch, but <laughs> I've p- played it on Luna, and he- here I didn't have any problems with the video, but I had every early on I had problems with the audio, just getting a little crackly. But later on in the game, I th- that seemed to clear itself up. Um, I did get to a point where I was just stuck. I, I, I the boss was throwing fireballs in a pattern at me. I literally couldn't avoid, and so I'm like, I'm not going to fight with this anymore. I have other games to play. But that, still, it was like five hours in, maybe? If, if you know the game, it's the, the second fight with Michael Doran's character. Or Worf from Star Trek, if you know him. 
<laughs> then the last game I, I want to talk about with Luna is Control, which was a streaming game on the Switch. And every every few years, I decide to try a shooting game to remind myself why I don't like shooting games. And like literally the first three enemies that could shoot at me, I couldn't kill them. They shot me first. So I suck at games. <laughs> so that, that game right. didn't last long. And as I mentioned, I I was able to pick up a PlayStation 5. I haven't done a lot with it yet, other than just in setting it up and downloading a few games for my PS4 library and getting Miles Morales and the Spider-Man remastered installed. The one game I did try out, which I'm surprised I never played it before, but apparently I never did, the Pac-Man Championship Edition 2. Like The very first thing it tells you to do is do this tutorial. And it won't. you have to do 11 stages out of the... 18-ish of the tutorial before it lets you do the actual main game. So I'm like, okay, I never, I, apparently I never did these. So I went, you know, so I, I did all of the tutorial levels and then I played the first level so far of the main game. And it's very similar to the original Championship Edition, and uh, I, which I liked. Uh, I'll, I'm going to poke at this from, from time to time, but it's, it's just more Pac-Man Championship Edition, just with different mazes. And then for Switch games, I, we talked about Among Us. I won't talk about that again. I tried playing more Super Mario 3D All-Stars with Mario, uh, tried to play Mario Galaxy. And I was thinking in the, the beehive world, trying to do the second star from that. And even that game, that level, I, I wanted to move the camera and then the camera would just do its own thing. It'll, it locks in a certain spot because I'm in this certain corner and it, I must look at what it wants me to look at. And I'm like, now I want to look over here. So it's just, you know, frustrating. You know, I, you know, playing, you know, I had no, no problem with it back on the Wii because it was on the Wii, but in 2020, kind of want better controls. Like the, the GameCube game had better camera controls. Than Galaxy, for someone who isn't used to them, yeah, hasn't played the game in a while, and then finally, the ga- this game kind of ninja dropped yes uh, this week uh, earlier this week. Uh, Dicey Dungeons, we we knew about this from an indie director earlier this year, and it kind of had my attention. That the the first play th- playthrough of the game, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a dice based. Uh, roguelike where at the end of the game I have I, I'll die and I'll have to start over with 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 nothing again and then keep going it's kind of what I thought it was going to be so you you get these cards that are your weapons like you start out with a sword that is you know just and then you start out with two dice so you, you pick one of your dice and the, the sword is do and damage. So if you roll a six, you can do six damage. If you do two, you do, roll two, you get two damage. And it also has it also have an ability of you can re-roll a die up to three times. So you can keep trying to try to get that five and six to do the most damage. And then as you play along, you get more more cards for more weapons. You earn more dice, and so those all seem to be relatively randomized. So I got to the end of my first playthrough, and I'm like, I'm going to beat this. So kind of disappointed. So I did beat beat the boss of that playthrough, and then I found out, oh, no, there's 35 other levels. I'm like, oh, okay. 
and then I see a grid of six characters with each with six levels. I wanted to okay. try to play the second level of the first character, but no, it won't let me. I have to play with all the, with five out of the six characters first before the other levels will unlock. And so each character then starts off with a different starting weapon and a different special ability. It's like the next one is a thief where you start with a dagger that you can do up, you know, the maximum is three damage. So it does end damage like the sword, but you cannot play more than a three on it. But it's usable multiple times. Okay. So, so multiple hits. Yeah, normally a card is used up when uh, when you use it for your turn. But here you can use it as many times as you want. And then you also have an ability called Lockpick, which lets you break a larger die down to smaller dies randomly. So okay. you, I, I don't want that five. I can turn it into either a one and a four or a two and a three. And I would want the two and a three because then I can use them to attack. Interesting. And then for a special ability... Mechanics. It, he picks one of the opponent's attacks that I can use against him. So that changes up. Like every turn, I can get a different attack if they have multiple attacks. And then every enemy gives me different attacks to choose from. So that kind of changes up, changes up the gameplay. And then yeah. you know, every, every character has a different ability, a different starting weapon. Like one's a robot that's, you get no dice, but he has like a maximum power level. So you have to hit a cal- button called Calculate, and then, then you'll get a dice that's a value, and then the value will go up to a certain to that number. So say I got a four, so it goes up to four, but it's maximum of nine. So if I can get, I can choose to, to get as many dice as I want, but if I go over nine, I lose my turn. Okay. If I do get nine and exactly nine, then I get a bonus attack. Either a bonus attack, a bonus heal, or something bonus. Or I can st- stick, say, if I get a four and a three, I'll stop because I don't want to risk getting more than a two. Then I'll, I have the two dice to do wh- whatever actions I have left. Did you and do a video on this one yet? Or I did not do a you? video on this. Okay. Anyway, so all of the other characters, like the, the original guy says difficulty rating of one star, and then the others are two star, three star, four star, five star, so they're more difficult based on their, their, starting inventory and their and their strategy or their, and I have not been able to beat any other stage. <laughs> so once I did uh-huh. fail with the fifth f- fifth character, then I unlocked the second level of the first character and I still can't beat that one. So okay. because because the, the rules change on you, it's so you have battle axes which is uh, double, d- d- you know, damage is two n, but it's maximum of four. And you're cursed, which at the start of every turn, when you're cursed, for every action you do, you have a fifty-fifty chance of it failing. If it fails, then you're no longer cursed, so you can do the rest of your turn without any problems. But then you're cursed again at the next round, so it'll always curse you with the one time you don't want to be cursed. So again, so. Yeah, I went from uh, being a little disappointed and thinking this game was easy to I haven't beat the game yet since that first <laughs> round. So, I do, it's a game I'm gonna I'm gonna keep fighting with, but uh, if I can't win one soon, I'm probably gonna give it up and go on to another game. Cool. Yeah. 
Good stuff, Jesse. Good stuff. Uh, Tim, you want to give us a quick, uh, quick run through there, champ? Yeah, sure. Um, I haven't been able to play as long as I would like to on a lot of the games. So, but I've been able to play a little bits here and there, especially with family as usual, the usual animal crossing, new horizons among us as well, because that just came out of course with you guys a couple times. Um, a little bit of Immortal Phoenix Rising. I'm enjoying that game. Uh, I've been picking at that one a little bit. Uh, but, you know, obviously the main game I've been playing is the game of, of, of life and work and <laughs> user acceptance testing crazy things. Just try to get out before, yeah, you know. So. Spin the wheel to, to move, your, move your token. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, that's been keeping me busy. And also because of school, I, you know, my, my extra time is taken up because of going back to school. Tim, um, have, you, uh, have you played many of the Ubisoft collectathons? And by that, I mean, would you recommend Immortals Phoenix Rising? I've heard a lot of uh, different reviews on it. I'm thinking about playing it. I'm just wondering where you would put it on the recommend scale. Uh, I don't think I've played it long enough to say, you know, like, yeah, you should definitely jump in or not. So far, as far as I've made it, it's been fun. I I haven't really the collect. There is a lot of things to collect because you get one of the things you can do is look around at, at your environment and kind of map out all these collectibles. And I did that like the first go, like the highest point I could yeah. find. Yeah, I could look around and try to pinpoint all those things that I wanted to collect. And this I as long as none that. of the com- of the collectibles are turds. <laughs> no, there's there's none, none of that, right? As far as I know, like I said, I haven't gone that far yet. But so far, it's been like I said, it's been fun, and it doesn't seem like I have to get those things. But yeah, well, I, I, I like a good Ubisoft collectathon. I find them very therapeutic. You know, put on a podcast, go around and collect all the things. That's that's there where it go. contrasts with Animal Crossing for me because in Animal Crossing, I don't think I can ever get everything. And I know with Ubisoft <laughs> games, if I just plug away, I will eventually get everything. So you, whether you want to run, it's kind of up to you, right? But <laughs> but how's the how's the humor landing with you? Because that's the part that I think some people. And you mentioned playing with family and stuff. Some people say it's a little little risque how's that going down oh well the family part's been with the among us stuff yeah okay uh but the immortal phoenix rising i've been playing on my own and i'm enjoying what i've been reading or listening to so far especially with the conversation between uh uh zeus and um um the the other god i forget his name but uh prometheus uh, yes prometheus yeah so it's it's i like i like it it's you know does it give you breath of the wild vibes uh, the stamina does, and yeah. and we we knew this was coming, right? How well Breath of the Wild was and is received by not only the gamers but the people who make games. Sure, you know that's why it's revered yeah, feel, as much feel, as it is. Feels so like we're a central see, bridge to Breath of the Wild two kind of thing, you know? Like a yeah, we're going to see game. things that people liked about those games carry over in others. Yeah. So we all we always do that, right? So we yeah, always yeah. do that type of thing. But I've yeah, I've enjoyed that. Uh what I've played a little bit of, I've enjoyed that. Yeah, Dave, I'd say like the writing feels like it's feels like it's written for like a thirteen year old at times. Right, like, right hey, that's where my mind yeah. is sometimes. Fourth you know? wall <laughs> kind of breaking. I'm in. Little, Say no more, Justin. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right. A little bit of like Pixar <laughs> Disney like Shrek humor. Like that kind of like yeah. I'm, yes. I'm good with simple, yeah, yeah, simplified humor, yeah. you know, silliness. It's, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm up for some silly humor. That's all good. Yeah. And I like Breath- a good hack and slash too. And that's, that's got some of that in there too. So, 
fact, I got one of the things I remember I got to do was once I powered up one of my weapons, I was able to take out this giant bear looking thing that was there that, uh, that was pretty satisfying. So, mm-hmm. um, so far so good. And like I said, I'll probably have more to say if I can get some more time. I do have the holidays off, so I'm hoping to take advantage of that and be able to play some more games. So nice. especially this, um, and then I'll, I played Streets of Rage with Sam. By the way, Sam says hi to everybody. Hi, he Sam. Knows. He's like, tell the dad, I, dad, I said hi. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's, um, he's, we always look for games to try to play together. And I downloaded Streets of Rage, Rage 4 because I've been wanting to try it. It was on sale. And, um, I had a lot of fun with it, but he was just like, okay, I'm done with this. Let's, what are we going to do now? What else can we do? <laughs> so. Uh, but I liked it. I'll probably be playing that one on my own too again. So, and and then uh, of course I got a couple games coming up that I'll be doing um, reviews on uh, or videos first looks on is um, when the past was around. Looks like a, a very deep uh, uh, game with uh, kind of getting some. The story is basically a lady who has to deal with some emotions on something. I'm not sure exactly what those emotions are, and I don't think they tell you until you get into the game. Yeah, but you're basically hearing what you say about this because I don't know what you think about it, but it looks interesting and I kind of have my eye on it. Yeah, and it seems like more of a point and click type game too. So, but it's it's dealing with a lot of emotions, a lot of stuff going on in this character's head about relationships. Seems kind of like death may be involved, but I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm hoping to, that's what intrigued me about it, and I wanted to try it out. Um, and then the other game is Unto the End. So the last one was uh, When the Past Was Around. Again, that seemed like a laid-back kind of point-and-click, where this one, Unto the End, is a... Uh, uh, it's described as... You know what? Let me just... <laughs> I got it pulled up here. Let me just say, um, player skilled focused, a challenging single player experience with minimal hand holding. All the father's abilities are available from the outset. Mastery of those skills, as well as keen observation of your surroundings, are key to survival and success. One of the things that also intrigued me about this was the combat system, because it's, um, you know, they go in a lot of speak about how great this is and in the, in the eShop description, but basically it's, you're not button mashing. You are being very tactical about where you're striking with your weapons and where you're parrying and where you're blocking and parrying and, and then hitting after that. So in the video, it showed basically how you can attack and, and then block somebody behind you and then attack somebody in front of you, that type of stuff. So that's what intrigued me about that. And again, thanks to the developers for giving us a review copy of these to be able to check out. And I'm yep. going to dive into more of that, hopefully within the next week. Cool. Very, very cool. Uh, for myself, I will quickly go over what I've been playing. I talked about it, Cyberpunk 2077. More to come on that. Grindstone. You should pick it up. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. That's a Justin thumbs up approval. It's a puzzle game. Yeah, that's right. Justin said he likes puzzle games. So then you should really take a look at it. Uh, Overwatch, because anytime <laughs> Overwatch puts out a season of stuff, uh, they suck me back in. So they are in their winter festival event right now for the next three weeks. So I'm playing Overwatch again. And Among Us, we talked about it a little bit of Among Us before. Loving it. We're going to continue to play it. Uh, we're doing some kind of uh, Zoom Christmas holiday gatherings with friends. And so I think we're going to try and play some Jackbox and some Among Us. So that is kind of where we are. Uh, let's throw over the community spotlight. <laughs> 
Dave, this isn't your first rodeo. You've been here before. You kind of understand how this works. But tell us a little bit more about Dave Ernsberg and what do we need to know. Uh, well, you know, you can uh, see what I am doing uh, in the gaming world uh, by following me on uh, Twitter at, at PikminD. PikminD is my gamer tag on all the uh, devices. Uh, as you heard earlier, I, 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 my, my vice in life is to buy all the consoles, although I'm a <laughs> Nintendo guy at heart. Um, so... You know, I always enjoy uh, playing multiplayer games. If I could find people willing to sync to my level and be patient with me as I button mash my way through whatever it is is going on. Uh, so Pikmin D is where you can find me at. Uh, and, uh, and and that's where I chronicle my gaming life such as it is. And and that's sort of my, that, that's sort of what I've been up to is is just, you know, enjoying the end of your bounty of, of all the games that are out there. I'm not a... Uh, I'm not a, a gaming war kind of person. I'm not, I'm not involved in, uh, you know, the console wars as to who's best. I just enjoy playing the, the games uh, wherever they manifest and where I can find the best communities, actually. So I just encourage people to hit me up on Twitter at, at Pikmin D. If you're playing a multiplayer game, one of those things, let me know. And I'm happy to jump in. Uh, and that's really all about me. I mean, that, that's, that's, as you said, not my first rodeo. So folks, you know, some folks will remember me from last time. Most, most probably won't. Uh, but that, that, that's my story. Nice. You know, when we're talking about those, you know, and you're, you're kind of, as you said, you're kind of collector of the consoles, yeah. uh, Dave, I'd be curious, you know, as, as a collector of these or a connoisseur of these systems, how do you yeah. think the year went for gaming in general? You uh, know, two I, new consoles hit the market in the middle of a pandemic. You've had yeah. some banger of games that wanted to be released, Cyberpunk, Marvel, yeah. you know, yeah. big things from uh, uh, Ubisoft. What, how would you come and summarize 2020 for the gaming world? I think 2020 was the was one of the years in the history of gaming that will go down as having been a watershed year. I mean, I was just checking some things out before you know we got on online here, and uh, Nintendo share price is at an all time high. Uh, Sony share price is doing quite well, as I understand it. Um, you know, it, th- there's never been broader acceptance of gaming in general and not just on mobile devices but also in the consoles we talked a lot about streaming today and what's coming down the, the pike there so you know i think the um the stay at home culture that we we grappled with for most of the year definitely accelerated uh, a, a kind of a welcoming of gaming into people's lives. But we were long on the road long before then in terms of our generation and folks who've grown up with gaming since the 80s is having, you know, making this more and more mainstream. But I think it's been a, it's been a, a big year for, uh, for gaming, even if you're, if you're a connoisseur, as you say, and, it, you know, two new consoles successfully launched. I love the fact that Nintendo has perfected the art of counter programming. So, you know, Switch came out, what, 2017? And it's, mm-hmm. it's built up a base of 68, 69 million units out there. They don't need to sweat. We don't need to sweat the fact that, that PlayStation and Xbox are launching now. And we know that when the, when the furore dies down around the new consoles and they start to get bedded in, we'll have a Switch Pro coming and we'll, we'll have the big, you know, the big releases coming out, um, from first party on Nintendo. So, you know, I think it's been a great year. I mean, and the fact that Nintendo counter programs to what the other two are doing makes the world a bigger, better, more beautiful place. So you say counter programming, there's been huge games on Nintendo as well this year, right? So it, it's really been, I think, uh, for me, it's been one of the best ever years uh, in gaming. And also because even during the downtime, Justin, when there wasn't too much coming out back in April, uh, May, and June, 
I was going back and playing the library and man, there is some great games on the library for all of these consoles, including, you know, um, uh, PS4. So, you know, there, there's, there's much to do. Be selective in how you spend your time. I, I, if I'm not enjoying a game, I'll just put it down and move on to the next one after giving it a fair shot. But there's just so much to do and so many high quality experiences that, uh, it's the, for me, it is the arrival of the pro, the world we all imagined that was promised to us back when we were kids. Like the games look good, feel amazing, tell stories that are written by some of the most brilliant creative minds out there. So it's been a great year for me. Yeah. So kind of a follow-up question of 2020 being this amazing year. And I would also say, speaking of stock prices, uh, CD Projekt Reds is down significantly. But who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Deservedly so. You, you, put, you, you, know, you put out rubbish and you abuse the goodwill of the market, your share price should be punished. I agree yes, exactly. And uh, Nintendo's, I think, is at a record high since yeah. the uh, Wii days. Yeah. yeah. If you look at 2020, and, and so this is a little bit of like maybe future casting, right, for you. So you can go, you go crazy. What, you know, maybe, un, maybe completely unannounced or maybe the one thing that you are absolutely looking forward to what is the game that either either is not announced that you really want to be announced uh, on any platform, and what is the game that is announced that you're the most looking forward to? If that yeah. makes sense. So for is that for me, Justin? That's for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the the game that I wish would be announced and I know will never be announced is Metal Gear Solid Six. Uh, and I, I and I know, of course, it'll never happen. We all know Kojima Productions, and yeah, that story has been told a million times. But I was really enjoying uh you know what was going on with metal gear solid 5 i i really liked where they got to with that and that's that's that just will will never happen uh so you know it, it's sort of sad to see the the end of that and maybe you know in terms of what is more possible you know what i i was hoping that they were going to kojima studios is going to announce a new game it was it this week they said they were going to do something and it ended up being some calendar paper for your computer i don't know yeah. I, heard, I heard that being talked about <laughs> I, you know that, that's that's kojima right soul crushing uh oh. kind of disappointment yeah exactly and then, and then occasional moments of brilliance because I, I i really really loved um you know what, what what they came out with most recently so you death know whatever training. comes next yeah thank you at death stranding I, I really really did enjoy that game so uh, that's that's the one i'm probably looking forward to next is what will they do next and, and when will that come out and that'll keep me going for the next eight years while I wait for it to come out hmm. nice okay all right uh, well Dave thank you thank you thank you and again folks you guys can check him out at Pikmin D because uh, he's a huge Pikmin fan obviously makes complete yep. logical sense yep. uh, speaking of games that we're hoping to be announced one day Pikmin 4 come on go. come on Sakurai or not Sakurai sorry I'm giving the wrong person you know, a Miyamoto? Is it Miyamoto? Miyamoto? Anyone? So, anyone? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Who's right, that guy? Yeah, so one of these guys. Do it. Uh, but of course, Dave, we thank you so much for your continuous support, not only as a patron of the show, which we appreciate, obviously, uh, but just being an awesome member of our community. That's really the thing that we treasure the most, and, and we're so thankful that. And obviously, it is wicked early for you at 6 a.m. local time for you. So bless you for getting up on this as oh, it's well. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Justin. Always happy to be on. Love it. Good, good. We got some questions, of course. So let's jump right into those. Jesse, there's a bumper for that, I think. Questions? Community questions? Spotlight? No, it's just part of the community spotlight. Really? Yeah. Really? We have a bumper for questions? Really? No. Really. We should talk sounds about like, this. Sounds like Justin needs a bumper. Any bumper. Yeah. Yeah. And he just hit a bumper, thing. Jesse. Quadrant. <laughs> All right, that's a that's a that's a <laughs> good question. Bumper. Pete. I like it. For the love of Pete. Uh, Zach LeBlanc is a block. Asks this question. Regardless of your own personal favorite, critically acclaimed, yada yada. What three games would you recommend as bold must-play games to the average gamer? So anyone, so 
any console, whatever three games. Dave, I prepped you earlier for this one, so I'm going to throw to you first. What do you yeah, got? I'll give you my three real fast. So I, I, I would definitely recommend... Uh, I just mentioned Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid Five was a game that uh, blew my mind and revolutionized how I thought about stealth. And, you know, it's worth playing. Uh, absolutely. Uh, second one I would say is Yakuza. Uh, you know, Yakuza uh, Like a Dragon is out now. It's on the Xbox. But Yakuza Zero is the pinnacle of that particular gaming genre. What I like about what they're doing with Yakuza um, is they're... They're 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 not following the road as much as I enjoy a Ubisoft game and, and I really do like what they do over there. Uh, you know, there, there's a certain formula. We've all been there before. You you know, you fall into the the, the just playing the game and knowing the, the mechanics. Yakuza is different. They just switched it up again by bringing RPG mechanics to to the sort yeah, of on the screen. I was going to say, I hear there's a particular character it's, in like a dragon that likes a particular RPG series. There you go. Yeah, and it's and, and it. So what what I'm trying to say about Yakuza is exactly that, which is they are constantly mixing, matching, innovating, thinking of new things. The storylines are bonkers, off the wall, crazy. The mini games are genuinely fun. So Yakuza Zero, I would recommend, or Like a Dragon, which is out now. And then third for me, must play recommendation. My most played game on the Switch, and I must be pushing 200 hours by now, uh, is Tetris 99. Uh, and for me, that's the the highest form of Tetris. I tried to get my brother to start playing it, um, and he 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 noped out of it after about 20 minutes because he couldn't stand people sending trash on his screen and putting him under pressure and all that. But once you get yeah, your that's head around, kind of the point of the game. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what's, yeah, well, exactly. That's what I was trying to explain. Was like, well, what do you mean there's somebody else playing Tetris with me? What are you talking about? You know, but but that is the joy of Tetris 99 for me. And um, there are m- many scenarios where you know just getting the switch out, sitting down for ten minutes, and getting a game of Tetris 99 on is the perfect moment. So. <laughs> I won't say more about why it's on my all-time highest hours clocked on that game, sure. but I, I do love Tetris 99. Nice. All right. Good, good, good. Three suggestions from Dave. Uh, Tim, what do you got? Uh, a Link to the Past, Metroid Fusion, and Infamous 2. And Infamous 2. That was one I didn't see coming. Yep. Those, uh, those, are, I, I was trying to think of something that would span across all generations, but I said, mm-hmm. oh, screw it. I just threw them on there. It's the first ones that came to mind. Mm-hmm. But if someone, without thinking it too far into it, because I could, you could, you know, dig into this a little bit deeper and be like, well, what, even though they're an average gamer, what do they lean towards? What should you recommend to them? You know, all that kind of stuff. I just like screw it. If you're gonna, if you're an average gamer, and if they haven't played these, I would say these are games you should have, you know, at least try. If okay. not, if not finish, but okay. at least Jesse. Yeah, you're probably not gonna be surprised at all with what I'm gonna say. Uh, Picross, uh, Picross, and <laughs> no, <Picross>. not gonna. Say. <laughs> <laughs> I I do admit Picross is not an every person game. Uh, I I'm gonna say Dragon Quest Eleven S. You know, pick a system. It's on three of them now. Uh, Chrono Trigger, mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy Six. Ooh, I, I, you know what? I had, I had that one pegged for you. I think it was like, yeah, Final Fantasy VI. Nice, all fantastic choices. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm shocked that no one here has said uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Um, now I also see here that Chris uh, had put down <laughs> Chris uh, Chris H94 said he put down Super Mario Brothers three. I would also support 
Super, Brother, Super Mario Brothers 3, although I also see he put down AHL 99 and Ocarina of Time. Nothing wrong with that. The other one I'm going to say uh, is I'm actually going to say Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. It's the other one I'm going to throw down. Not the original Donkey Kong, but Tropical Freeze. Hopefully that has helped uh, Zablonk. Uh, next question. Is your favorite game in your favorite series your favorite game of all time? For example, my favorite game is Fire Emblem, and my favorite game is that in that series is Awakening, but it's not my favorite game of all. It's not even my top five. What do you say, dads? Does it work that way? What are your favorite game series uh, and games in the series versus your favorite games of all time? Tricky uh, one. Yeah, my, my favorite series of all time is Zelda, and Breath of the Wild is indeed my favorite one. Um, you know, uh, but it's not my favorite game of all time. So I get the gist of the question. I think the series that you love the most is maybe part of being, you know, on a journey over an extended period of time that you just really enjoy going back to. Whereas this, a single standout game can, can be transformational. So maybe that's the point. But my favorite game of all time is, 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 is Metal Gear Solid 5, which is weird because I don't play a lot of those games, frankly. Uh, but I would say, I would say for me, favorite game and favorite series, not my favorite game of all time. Hmm, nice. Tim, what about you? You're a big Metroid fan. So this is interesting. I'd be curious about where this goes for you, if that connects. <laughs> Yep. So yeah, my favorite series is Metroid Prime, and favorite game in it is the first one. So um, it's, I mean, favorite series. I guess would that count for all the Metroids? <laughs> but I just left it down to the Metroid Prime series, and then uh, then uh, favorite game in it is Prime. And then of all time, though, is a link to the past. Now, like like Dave said, it's transformational, but. Uh, probably more nostalgia because that was my very first complete game I beat. Uh, you know, I played games here and there, 5200, Nintendo, you know, all that. But when I bought my Super Nintendo and that was my, I had Super Mario World that came with it. But when I, a few months later, when I got A Link to the Past, I ate that up and beat that game. And that was the first game on, on that system that I beat. And it was the very first game I beat, period, you know, the video game, put it that way. So, and there was just so much to it that I was just blown away at, you know, whatever age I was when it came out. So, um, that I, just, that is my number one all-time favorite game of all time. So. Nice. Jesse? Uh, yeah, from favorite series is kind of a toss up now between Zelda and Dragon Quest for me. I think I'm going to go towards Zelda. And for favorite game, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I like Breath of the Wild, but I don't, it's also a game I don't know if I ever want to replay. It's like I experienced once and 150 hours, and that's probably not going to be likely again. So I want to go with Wind Waker as my favorite in the series, because that one is one I have played twice and am looking forward to playing it again, hopefully with a, Switch port yeah. next year, <laughs> Good and choice. Good choice. And then, for my favorite game of all time, you know, I've been saying for over twenty years that Final Fantasy VI is fit that slot. Dragon Quest Eleven may have crossed it. I don't know. It's kind of too soon to tell, but it's, it'll be one of those two games. Nice, nice. Uh, for me, my favorite series is probably going to have to be Legend of Zelda, I think, right now. Although I would kind of say that, yeah, I think that's probably where I'd go. My favorite game in it, probably Breath of the Wild. But my number one favorite game of all time, you know, kind of goes back to, I think, the commentary before is Nostalgia. 
right? So for me, like Super Mario Brothers 2 is kind of like, now that game is flawed and it's great and not great all the time, but there's something about it, right? There's a nostalgia moment that you sit in that pocket. That's why like the one thing that that just rings rings true for me. All right. Uh, I hope that answers his question in regards to, yeah, they don't match. (laughs) I think Dave had the most concise and like specific uh, right on the nose uh, answer for that. (laughs) Uh, looks like we have one more question that actually just came in, um, and it's from Mecha Dragon. So I'm going to pull that open. Bear with me one second here. <laughs> Speaking of nostalgia, nostalgia didn't do much for Ocarina of Time, did it? Because when, uh, when Breath of the Wild came out, that had been my favorite Zelda game, but I went back and played it again. I was like, oh, no, this isn't very good compared to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I hate to say it, but, you know, yeah, yeah. superseded. <laughs> uh, a question from uh, Mecha. Actually, I'm going to open up the entire thing because it looks like it red propped popped off funny here hold on good quality audio radio i know i know hold on i was vamping for you justin and i, I ran appreciate out of that steam. i was like yeah, yeah. you know first and foremost jesse and tim like take some notes from dave you know what i'm saying like he's here he's well you know i was going to continue the conversation then you interrupted like you were ready so oh, yeah okay uh-huh i'm I'm seriously though tim this is going to go back on the mid on your year end report like it's just not going to turn out well for you with the bumpers right. and everything just, i just guess i'm gonna have to get my resume ready Right, exactly, for the free podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you get fired for something that's free? I don't or volunteer, I don't know. Uh, Mecha Dragon asks, question for the podcast, what is something that you swore off of doing but ended up liking it? For example, I never really wanted to get into PC gaming, but after giving it a shot, I'm starting to understand why fans love gaming on PC and using a mouse and keyboard. Well, that's a good question. Yeah, for me... I swore off of buying games that I knew I would never play. Uh, and then I found myself doing it again anyways. And I, I'll never really understand what the, the, what the pathology is around why so many of us do it, but I will still see a game on the, the Nintendo eShop at uh, $4.99 instead of $7.99. I go, yeah, that looks all right. Like ocean horn. I bought it like four times and I'm never going to play that game. You know? so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, do that. That's a good point. Anyone else? Mine is uh uh, it started with the Nintendo 64. I did not want to play 3D versions of the games I liked, right? So, like I said, Link to the Past, 2D version of, you know, playing Zelda. And now it's in 3D or Mario 64 instead of playing, you know, what I've been used to all these years for playing Mario games. I was like, ah, this 3D crap looks awful. I'm not going to play it. And then it changed. It changed, uh, you know, as time has gone on, uh, probably with Prime, because, again, that came out. And I was like, you're taking, you know, 2D, 2D Metroid, you know, like Super Metroid and coming out with this Prime stuff. What the heck is this? And then I played it. Obviously, you know, rest is history. Of course, they kept it balanced, too, with Prime and then also coming out with the 2D stuff on the Game Boy Advance. So that helps. But yeah, it was, for me, it was at first the 3D versions of a lot of franchises that I liked, but I eventually, you know, grew, you know, it, it, I grew into it. So, nice. <laughs> so mine for this and this, this go, stay with me here because this is a bit of a journey. Uh, mine used to be what I would call those dumb top down games. And so what I mean by the dumb top down games, like Zelda, Zelda, uh, <laughs> Legend of Zelda. <laughs> 
And so I was like, no, I'm not playing dumb top-down games. And I think even in some ways you could kind of uh, stipulate any kind of uh, RPG in the SNES era, right? Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI. So I was like, no, I'm not playing those games. So much so that the very first time I actually played a Zelda franchise was on the DS. And that was uh, Spirit Tracks. That was my first wow. Legend of Zelda game because yeah, I wow. had stayed. That, I had stayed, I had stayed so far away from them because I was like, "Those are <laughs> no." It's got to be side scrolling, shooting kind of games or Metroid games. Those are the kind of things that I play. So that was, uh, I, I was, I was solely wrong, <laughs> solely, solely <laughs> wrong. That's Jesse. a good one to go on. I, I can't think of anything that fully answers his question, but I kind of have the reverse. Okay. This is something I did that I regretted. Does that, does that make sense? Purchasing yes. pick no, games? No, not purchasing anything. It's actually the opposite of that. You know, when I was a kid, you know, I would, I, it was a time where I would sell games I didn't want anymore. And then, oh, I kind of don't want to wish I didn't do that. And which is why now I, I buy everything digitally. And if it comes to the point where, you know, so I don't, I, I, I can't get rid of it. If I wanted to, and but if it, if it gets to the point where I can't play it anymore because the system is so obsolete, it can't get it replaced, and I'm sh- the, the system can't be replaced, and can't play the games anyway if the system doesn't work. So yeah. if I, if I had them physically, so that's kind of my regret, really, which is what you know led why I I am what I am today, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think we all, I don't know about you guys, but I, I mean, I grew up having a, a Nintendo, a SNES, a Game Boy, a N64, all those things. And of course, it was like you traded in the old system for the new stuff, right? You, Revolving you, you door. Do, yeah, yeah. And man, I, one of those things that I absolutely, absolutely regret doing yep. um, back in that, you know, yeah. So I still can't remember what I did with my Super Nintendo. I don't remember at all trading it in. I just remember. Yeah, I don't know what happened it. to my N64. My, I had my Super <laughs> Nintendo, and my kid broke it when he was like three or four years old. And but, you kept uh, the kid? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I, uh, I, cracked, I cracked open a uh, cardboard box in my garage about a month ago, and in it I found my translucent see-through N64 in my favorite 10 games. I was like, wow, nice. this is really wow. like Christmas early, you know, absolutely. Right. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's great when you find them. To your point, Tim, when you don't know what you did with them, there's always the possibility you might find it sometime down the road. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I like, like, <laughs> it doesn't yeah, sound I like it. because no, it was. Yeah, it, no, it's in the river. Yeah, all right. If it was anywhere. It was at my parents' house, but they've moved since then, and and yeah. Oh, it's been in a yard sale. Then yeah, yeah. you're you're screwed. Or yeah, hiding in an attic. Fine. Right. Or still in that attic. Yeah. <laughs> go back. Exactly. I'll go back to that person's house. Yeah, I used to live here. <laughs> have you found a box of old <laughs> video games? Uh, have Could you been you in please? the attic at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, gents, I think that might be a show. I think so, right? We've got all everything right. looks like. Yeah. Dave's like, please, I got to go to bed and either get another coffee or something here. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let's start. Let's start the transition out. Uh, very first and foremost, let me say this. Of course, uh, Big thanks to our executive Patreon producers, Chris Mears and Antonio Contrario, but also a huge thank you to our executive producer who makes us sound the sexiest, 
David Ernsberg, who's here oh, joining wow. us. And we're so happy for that. Uh, we're officially, I think, Tim, you have you officially made that name change, right? Uh, in, in Discord or wherever we yeah, can do it? Yeah, for some reason, they keep blocking me for some reason. Okay, we got to figure that one out. Yeah. Uh, but of course, Dave, I, I, you know, a little <laughs> bit of adjusting. But thank you, thank you so much for being here again. I know it's early and we appreciate all your time and energy here as well. Yeah, no, pleasure. And I've enjoyed being a Patreon producer uh, all the way back to the Wii U days. So you guys do great work on the show. You give us lots of uh, things to think about and enjoy. And, joy. and uh, I know that sounds like a stretch after the, the time we spent together today, but I remember those times of joy. Uh, and so, you know, you guys have done great, great work and we all appreciate it in the community. And it's just an honor to be on every now and again. Yeah, oh, sometimes I, sometimes I forget that we started the show while the Wii U was still in its first yeah. year. I know. Uh, what were we? What were we thinking? No, <laughs> second year. It was almost 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 second year. They launched in twenty twelve. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually, speaking of that, let's just do a little bit of a programming announcement for what's going to happen, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take the next couple weeks off. Uh, we are going to take the next couple weeks off to be with our family. Is uh, next? I mean, in a week from now, ladies and gentlemen, it's Christmas Eve, right? Knocking on the door. Uh, we might be able to get a bonus episode out uh, beforehand, no promises. But we'll definitely not be a live show. I will promise you that as well. And there will not be a live show on New Year's Eve as well. So we are giving the the, the entire team uh, a full two week uh, break. Uh, it's actually giving me a full two-week window to let go of Tim and the performance he's had this week today. <laughs> Hi, guys. So, yeah. uh, so that's what happens when the holidays are on a Friday this year. Applicants. Uh, I just kid. So we're going to be back. We're going to be back in uh, early January. When we're coming back to January, a couple things I want to make sure you're aware of. First, we're going to talk about our 2020 Game of the Year awards, uh, what we're giving out. We're going to talk about uh, our predictions from 2020. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? Who is going to be our 2020 uh, predictions champion? Make sure we're also doing our predictions for 2021. And I'm going to tease this right now. We've got something really special that we're happy and pleased to announce in early January uh, that I think this entire community is going to be very excited about. So a little bit of a teaser. You got to you got to wait a little bit, but we got more coming. Uh, 2021 is going to be another another fantastic year for us. Uh, as I transition ourselves out, of course, you can check out all of our stuff over at NintendoDads.org, where we have our YouTube channel. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, all that stuff. I just want to say this, folks: on our YouTube space, we are nearly at 4,900 subs thank you thank you so much that is incredible we're getting really close to five thousand, and i thank you so much for your support as well you can find us of course on all of our your uh, podcast catchers i don't know what are those things uh google play apple music Castbox, itunes stitcher spotify whomever it is whatever it is you can find us there well you're there throw us a kind review like some words and how much we love this show uh, of course also if you want to send us an email you can email us at antennadads at gmail.com or call us at 929-25-NDADS or 929-256-3237 ladies and gentlemen for the end the final episode of 2020 thank you so much thank you for myself from jesse from tim from dave from marty thank you for 2020 be good be kind, take care of each other, love and hug someone in your family. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses.